0: What is truth? Truth is reality. It can be confirmed by evidence. It is verifiable. And we seek to find it. Welcome to Uphenaut Radio. Uphenaut Radio is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the Matrix to examine the worlds of
1: ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Ufonaut Radio.
2: Only on PSN Radio.
1: July 27th, live Ufonaut Radio. Jesse Randolph reporting for duty. At my right, the angel of ufology, Mr. Angel Espino. How are you, yo sir? Yo. Are you there? How are you doing, sir? Accountant and present. Okay, I never so uh, imagined Yo-Yo as my co-host, but there you go. That's what I do. There you. <laughs> hey, July twenty seventh. Wow, it's hot here in Portland, Ooh. Oregon. Tell me about it. Best you. state in the union, by the way. If you are interested in having an amazing experience, go to Oregon. You can do anything here. It's a fantastic place, and I've traveled around quite a bit. Uh, wow, what a strange, insane subject we like to delve into. Ufology, exopolitics. We exist to explore the latest happenings, news, events, sometimes frauds, sometimes issues. They can be dramatic within ufology and exopolitics. That's what we do here every week, Thursday night, Angel and I on PSN radio network. That's psn-radio.com. We always try to let our listeners know as well that we are not corporately sponsored. We
2: do not receive donations. Currently, well, I don't. Do you? Well, I'd like to let it be known that if any corporations out there want to sponsor us, <laughs> I am open for business. Um, I i right not I said yeah, we no, don't. <laughs> for example, if McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, any of these major corporations want to holler at me for some sponsorship, I'm taking. I am taking your calls. You just
1: want that in product. You don't actually want money. You just want like the sandwiches I, and
2: stuff. You don't want a lifetime pass to Taco Bell. So you give me that, and we'll sponsor you. We'll sponsor the hell out of you.
1: So See, not to not to go off course here, but I heard from someone the other day that Taco Bell at one point had a hamburger. Do you know anything about this? Because you're that kind is of an expert.
2: blasphemous. That's blasphemous. I, I said it.
1: that was bullshit, like a Mexi yeah. burger or something. No. Okay. Fantastic. Hey, tonight is going to be a little bit crazy because there's so much going on for a change. Sometimes it's stagnant in the world of ufology, and it's sort of you know, hey, that's when we all like revisit Travis Walton or something. But not right. now. Not now, folks. It's psychotown everywhere. Everyone – it's almost like what's going on. It's a microcosm of what's going on in the world politically where it is so insane that if you try to sit down for an hour and figure it all out or take it in, you are going to be blown away. You're going to be freaked out, paranoid. You're going to need like an Adivan or a Xanax or whatever you take for that because – that's what ufology is right now. It's up. It's down. Nobody knows who's on what side. There's these new gurus. There's the secret space program. There's Gaia infiltrating every sector of this subject right now and buying their way into people. And we're going to talk about that later too with why the A-listers, I call them, and you know who these people are. The A-listers have been A-listers for Quite some time now, Angel. Uh, I mean, we can list off some of these people. Go back and forth. Ready? I'll start. Ready? Go. Go. Um, I'll just off the top of my head. Stan Friedman. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Doctor Lear. Oh, great one. Okay. Mm-hmm. By the way, he's uh, he's Rest taking them right now for an air conditioner or something, which is <laughs> which is bizarre.
2: Okay, uh, I'm going to say uh, Linda Moulton Howe. The good A-lister. one. Yeah, that's a, That's an excellent one. Um, I will counter Linda Moulton Howell, and I will say one of our, our favorites, Richard Hoagland. You know what I was going to say, Richard
1: Hoagland. So I I'm going to it. say <laughs> Stephen Bassett. Oh yeah, that's my man. That's,
2: big time man. That's the man. man. Wow, well, let's not get crazy. All right, he's good man. Well, you know what? I, <laughs> I'll say Stephen Bassett. That's good. I'll, you know what? I'll throw in one of my favorites, Robert Morningstar. Been around for a while. Uh, you know
1: what? Sorry, but he's no—he's an A-lister. I'm just kidding around with
2: him. He is an A-lister. I'm
1: kidding. I like kidding with Robert a little bit because he's—he's so mellow and cool. I know. Uh, so okay, I I, my turn, and I'm going to say Doctor Stephen
2: Greer. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Okay. You might have heard of him. Of course. And these—I so threw one at you. One that I hate, but you know he—he's made the circles. He's made the rounds. Why not? Let's throw let him in there. Michael Horn. Hey, Michael.
1: Wait a minute, you're going to say Michael Ford's an A-lister? <laughs> well, he's he an asshole.
2: An no, but he's an A-hole. He's, an
1: A-hole. No, but he's not an A-lister. He doesn't get booked at stuff anymore.
2: Was no, he a yeah, contact in a...
1: the desert? Was he at the but he's... symposium?
2: He had but he's a... The
1: Ozark yeah. Mountain Conference. I mean, he's at nothing. That's he's, true. Kind of, he's kind of screwed right now, because he doesn't fit into any of the current narratives going on. Like, Very for true. instance, the New Age community won't accept him. I have no idea why, because they accept anyone, and we're proving that week in, week out with what's coming <laughs> and going. Yep. Uh, tonight, case in point, this uh, mummy story has just absolutely spilled over into the mainstream and people are incredibly upset about what they've found. Uh, Gaia is already backpedaling with statements like, well, we put out plenty of things to our public and let them decide, all kinds of explorations and journeys. Right, you know, right. Basically, right. You know, ridiculous, obviously. But somebody is responsible for altering, apparently, human remains. Not only human remains, sacred human remains. We're going to talk about that later because, believe it or not, someone we wouldn't have expected to jump on this story as a fraud and expose it, an A-lister, which I'm quite surprised about. Maybe he heard us... uh Getting angry at him recently and had a change of heart. Who knows? Mike Barra. Mike Barra from the uh, uh, critically acclaimed uh, writings with Richard Hoagland and the Enterprise Mission, etc. He's also an A-lister on television for ufology programs and alike, Ancient Aliens, etc., We're going to play a clip of him tonight
2: talking about the uh, Nazca Mummies. But wait, Uh, hold on. Um, Isn't this the same Mike Barrett that told us, you you guys should trust these guys. Look look, look how honest they look. This is what I speak of. This is how crazy the subject is right now. This
1: is why the A-listers are going to have to make a stand on where they stand. Do they stand in the New Age community with Gaia? Or do they stand in the Ufological community. I'm going to leave exopolitics out of it because now when you hear the word exopolitics, you think of Michael Sala and you think of Alfred Weber. And both of those guys to me, uh, are not people that I want representing the field. So I'm going to leave out exopolitics. In fact, I almost got nauseous when I heard this updated Corey Good interview recently, uh, a couple days ago was released and we're going to play you some clips tonight where they claimed they're going to try to get this stuff not only translated, the teachings of Corey and alike, uh, but get it into universities. I mean, and nauseating stuff really bad. So, uh, A-listers are going to have to talk about where they stand. And you know, speaking of that, we've had a, a few come out recently and we've had another exit at Mufon. We're going to talk about tonight too, a big one. Yep. So if anyone thinks that they're being intimidated by the folks at Gaia and the Corey Good Camp and people like that who think that uh, we don't have the right to speak our minds, that we're not allowed to have an opinion because we don't have a budget. Well, we have something else to say to you. Keep listening. Okay. So on top of that, uh, besides I think you know we've listed enough A-listers, uh, we're going to do some crazy things tonight. Up and down. All around. We're gonna talk about the Nasca mummy news, of course. We're gonna give you a Sean Morton update. Yes, I think I was right that Sean knew what he was doing. He's been gone for quite a while now. We'll get Mm -hmm. into that. Mm -hmm. We're Mm gonna talk about real quickly, because I don't want I don't have a lot of time for this, the new M J twelve documents that came to uh via Heather Wade over at um uh, they are Bell Show.
2: Midnight in the
1: desert. Whatever they call, it, whatever they call it now, I don't know. But the point Ooh. is, is that you oh, know, sorry. someone told me, somebody told. Oh, by the way, Lou said uh, we forgot to mention uh, Bill and Nancy Burns as A-listers. Yes, definitely. Okay, I'm 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 down with that. I mean, Bill's yep. definitely an A-lister. So is Nancy. Na- Nancy is an A-lister
2: to us because Nancy's she, an you know, A plus plus lister.
1: No, but she's an A-lister at PSN. Is she an A-lister in the UFO community? Is everybody – I think she is because she was the editor of UFO Magazine. Yep. So that would make her – okay, yeah, you're right. Yep. Usually... Yep. You yep. Is, uh, Luke is usually right. No, he's always okay. right. Okay. Uh, everybody's uh, putting in their two cents on uh, – um... I think
2: we we could actually make that a game and go on like a couple of uh, these segments with who's an A-lister and who's not. Okay. Look, <laughs> that we got so much to do we got to talk about the
1: Fife Symington interview on Open Minds. That's going to be interesting. Um, of course, Fife Symington, former governor of Arizona, Phoenix Lights, he actually saw them, the real deal. Instead, he uh, got chicken or he got scared. It's hard to tell what really happened to make him pull off a press conference, making fun of the whole event by putting in a, a – uh, a guy wearing an alien suit coming into the press conference and telling everybody they figured it out and laughing their asses off when in actuality he knew it was a real event. Fascinating tale, definitely proves there was something to the story on the highest level possible. A governor, hello, he then went on to testify uh, at the National Press Club with various disclosure events, yada, 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 you know all this. There's an interview on Open Minds. Next, we're going to be talking about Corey Good, of course. Why? Not because we hate Corey Good. Not because we love talking about Corey Good. Because Corey Good is at the center of a big fiasco right now in our community, the ufological community, ufology. Okay? The study of UFOs, not Gaia. And that's the problem. They're infiltrating. Good response to critics through Teresa Uranos. AKA Divine Frequency, AKA uh, one of the Corey's kids. We're going to talk about MuFon exits tonight. Still not much from the symposium where Corey and the gang went to speak about the secret space program. I've heard ba- basically nothing. Dolan spoke for about a half hour with NAP. We'll talk about why NAP doesn't get it. What else? Uh, my god, how are we going to get this all in? It's because we don't have Half hour commercials for vitamins, folks. That's why. So if you want the real deal, stick around. Fake news alert. I'm going to do this right now, Angel, because I'm the one who reported it. All right. You're I, the I fell. I felt, no, I don't want, I don't want it yet. Fake news. You no. know, what? I'm going to leave it out. There's a fake news alert. I'll tell you what it is. All Mike right, Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> don't hit it yet. Mike Barrett, new A-lister comes out against Gaia Mummy. We're going to talk about that, of course. I got a clip. Uh, other guy. Other guy news. Other guy accuses Gaia of using known effects group in yes. California. Yep. That was huge. We're going to talk about that. That happened yeah. just what last night. Was that last mm, night? Tuesday night. Th- Tuesday. I can't keep yep. track. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to hype what's going on right now.
2: Like I said on the show, uh, very rarely does the other guy come through with some you know, you know, incredible information. But that night on Tuesday night, that little nugget of info, I mean, I'm telling you, that could be Pandora's box if we open it up right.
1: Hmm. Well, I have to say, uh, other guy, that was his best show the other night. Not only was he late to the game. But then he interrupted a very important conversation we were having. Yes. With something very silly, which yep. is very like other guy. Very much so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't help love other guy, but you sometimes want to hit him in the, in mm. Queens. You just you just slug him in the in, in the shoulder. You know. You it's a, it's a love bang. and
2: hate. It's a love and hate relationship with the other guy. You know, sometimes you love to hate him, and then some of the times you just hate him.
1: You know what? I uh, could you imagine being his roommate? You know, like the odd couple or something like that. Like you li- and other guy live together and that,
2: that actually almost happened a few, uh, like about more than a decade <laughs> ago. Uh, when we were working together, no kidding, uh, we were looking for apartments together uh, to be close to our job, and uh, we uh, we almost were roommates. And I went to his apartment when he moved out, and I helped him move his stuff out. And I was like, I could never be roommates with this guy. He has so much stuff. Like I. Oh, that's a living like in a corner somewhere, and like there's no way I'd be able to move all my stuff in like I have a lot of stuff, but my goodness the amount of stuff that he has is like triple what I have, so
1: well yeah, um, but ninety percent of the crap that you guys have is star Wars garbage.
2: no, that's just me, that's just me no, he <laughs> I would say maybe ten percent of the crap that he has is Star Wars garbage. the rest is that if
1: anyone every has everything else heard. kind of geek garbage. Oh, wait a minute. Is it your home, your Facebook page, your personal page with all the Star Wars, uh, the the shot of your office?
2: Yeah, that's my man cave uh, slash Star Wars hangout room yeah. slash. You gotta uh, check it out, Listen Yeah, it's first. pretty cool.
1: It's bizarre, and you will say, "Yes, that guy is exactly how I expected him to be."
2: You know, it's funny. <laughs> um, my nephew came by the other day with a couple of his buddies, and uh, he goes, he goes up to me, he goes, "Hey, uncle," uh, or unk as he calls me. He's like, um, is it cool if a couple of my buddies come over, you know, after work, and uh, uh, we have a couple of, you know, drinks, and, you know, just, you know we're going to watch the game and stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, no problem. So he comes over, you know, and he knocks on the door to say hi and whatnot. And, you know, remember, he had called. I forgot to mention that. So he finally gets here with his buddies, and he knocks on my door, and I open up, you know, I was in my office, and he comes in with his two, uh, two buddies. And the first thing out of their mouth is like, wow, let me guess, you like Star Wars, huh? And I'm like, wait, What possibly could have given that away? Yeah, that was. uh Yeah, break.
1: You are a Star Wars junkie. Yes. Um, okay. Last thing G-O-T. we're going to do tonight is this um, crazy YouTuber who I love, by the way. He's not crazy. I'm just saying, crazy. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what well, makes him crazy? But... He's not crazy. I'm just I'm making fun of all this smear campaign recently to label people who make YouTube videos as Paranoid schizophrenics, or losers, or haters, or trolls. It's the smear campaign by Jimmy Church, oh, by God. Gaia. By the way, Jimmy is uh, pumping a new mummy as of tonight. Did uh, they just pivot? Well, oh, that one's dead. Oh, oh, well, we got a new one, new puppet. And sure enough, hmm. I heard him also in the first ten minutes of a show promoting. Uh, where you could find the Gaia episodes. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe not overtly advertising, i.e. commercial, but on K- KGRA, maybe not. But uh, not in rotation, but maybe just doing some plugs here and there for something. Who knows, right? Yep. Strange, isn't it? It's kind of obvious, kids. David Wilcox busted by YouTuber for calling into the Art Bell show years ago as a time traveler from 2072. I yes, indeed. Yep. Talk about putting your foot in your mouth, uh, and we're gonna find out why nobody has heard tonight from David Wilcock about any of this stuff. Whether it be his, uh, creation, Corey Good, right, from Cosmic Disclosure, which is now right. going into its like 50th season. <laughs> because, uh, new age boneheads go there and lap this stuff up like a cat drinking milk. Um, and they're coming up with new goodies all the time. Don't worry about that, kiddies. But yeah, you will not hear a peep out of Wilcock. He's happy you know, to talk for, hold on. He's happy to talk for, uh, five, $6,000 a pop about all kinds of silly stuff. But if you want to ask him one question about this one, next time you go to a David Wilcock lecture, why don't you ask him why he called Art bell, uh, and asked and, and, and spoke about being a time traveler from 2072. Why don't you ask why he predicted so many cataclysms that didn't happen? Why don't you ask him if he thinks that that's a good thing to do to the world and how you might influence people by creating imaginative stories to get people worried, concerned, to change their lives and obviously to make money. Um, at the end of the day, he's an entertainer. And at the end of the day, has every right to make money. However, there should be disclaimers on everything. And Gaia tried to put one out just today, didn't they, by saying, hey, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. I'm paraphrasing, but we put out stuff all the time of people's explorations and journeys, and we let the viewers decide. Okay, that's a disclaimer as far as I can see. Am I right, Angel? That's uh, look, that's damage control. Is what that is. But it's a disclaimer. Sure, sure. yeah, yeah. It's a disclaimer though. Okay. Um, there's a yeah, difference I... on what's happening with Good and what's happening with Wilcock. Wilcock was not at the Mufon symposium. Um, Wilcock is masterminding a lot of this stuff. We know this. But when we heard this the other day, it was mind blowing. It really was. And we got to give hats off to whoever. Did that YouTube expose. Keep in My, mind, a lot of these videos don't get a lot of hits. Yeah. So when you see a really good video like this, you can see why it's easy for them to just snuff out a few, you know, like as you'll see tonight, they're trying to uh, bring down Project Avalon. And they're trying to do that because Project Avalon's obviously in getting in their way of their commercial success. And I'm talking about the folks at Guy and Good and Wilcock and et cetera. And the funny part is they, uh, they all used to be cronies. Uh, Bill Ryan and Wilcock and, uh, Kerry Cassidy and the, they had like a little clan. They had a little friendship there in, in Cali. And obviously it didn't work out so well, but you know, it, it, it's, it's an, it's an infiltration on many fronts. And it's very complex. So we're going to play you some stuff tonight. Hopefully try to figure it out together. With that being said, put the cell on vibrate. Join us tonight. Of course, your calls always welcome. You got something to say? Get on the phone. I've invited Corey Good to be on this program. Didn't get a response. Shakaroo. I would love to have someone from that camp come on the show and answer some questions. I'm not a hater, not a troll, and I don't know of anyone on Avalon currently who is. I don't know all the people on Avalon, but I do interface and read comments day in and day out. With that being said, let's dive right in to our new segment tonight for July 27, 2017. <laughs> Okay, are we are we on here? We're back? Uh we've been back. Everybody (laughs) can giggle and laugh and that was that was great. That was a great stinger that I didn't hear. No you didn't, but but the rest of the world fantastic job. Okay. Uh let's start off tonight. We've got a lot to do here. Uh NASCA. Let's go into that. So apparently this is great stuff. The World Congress of Mummies. Who the hell are they? They're a world congress on mummy studies. Hold on, hold on. It, it, there's a world congress of mummy studies, really? Yes. This is what these people do. They get together once a year. I did not know. They that. talk about mummies. They talk about what to do with them. Sometimes they dance with them, and they sometimes they have little tea parties with them. Right? No, I'm just kidding. No, it really is. A, you had me going. I was like, tea, "It sounds like a good time." You're like my, parties. And you're like my, <laughs> uh, you're like my fiance Where I have to go. That was funny. Sometimes, anyways.
2: Uh, you, know, you had me fooled, buddy. Completely. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyways, there really is, and these folks are pissed. If you go to Facebook, and you type in slash, you know, facebook dot com slash w c o m s. World Congress of Mummy Studies, i I'm going to read you what they're saying regarding the declaration of the scientific community regarding the fraud of extraterrestrial mummies. And this is new. Okay, this is brand spanking new. From Adalima, where supposedly these things came from. Okay, and there is, I mean, it's night and day. So the people who subscribe to Gaia... By the way, keep in mind while you're listening to this, how many hits do you think the World Congress on Mummy Studies
2: gets, Angel? Uh, several hundred thousand a year. Seven hundred thousand a year. At least, I said several hundred
1: thousand, but close. Several, okay, let's say it's, let's say it's seven hundred thousand where I okay. made a mistake right then, okay? Let's yeah, just say yeah. it's seven hundred thousand a year, okay? It's not obviously. I I would think it's much smaller. But let's say it was. How many hits do you think so far the initial Nazca mummy story on Gaia has
2: gotten? Ooh, several million, easy. Take a guess. I don't know, like maybe. I mean, obviously you're on
1: the right track.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going somewhere around in the 15-20 million range.
1: Okay, you hit it on the head. They're they're exceeding 20 million. There you go. Yep. 20 million. Put that number out there to the audience because it's number one, it's huge. Number two, what's their conversion rate? Meaning it's a trailer basically, you know, for the series that you're going to go to Gaia and hopefully play your, uh, plunk down your three bucks or five bucks or whatever it is these whatever days. Is, yeah. Yeah. And, and become a member, right? So, man, that's why th- those folks aren't going to read about this one. And how many people listen to Eufanaut Radio during the week? A handful. And think about it: a handful of people listen to Eufanaut Radio. Maybe, maybe more like a wheelbarrowful, right, Angel? Like
2: a I'd wheelbarrow? You, a couple of wheelbarrows, I think. I think if, we, well, if we they, they were pretty dead, nice you would kind of squish them in there, right? You'd just squish them. Well, uh, you know what? Maybe we should adopt the democratic uh, way of uh, doing things and just uh, start counting dead bodies as live <laughs> listeners, right? Like they do when it comes to voting. They're they're dead, but they're alive. They're dead. But what's What's alive? Who cares? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay.
1: So where was I? This is the declaration of the scientific community regarding the fraud of extraterrestrials. The subscribers of this document, members of the national and international scientific community, The study and conservation of human remains, that means mummies and skeletons, communicate the following. Go read this. I'm going to read you some highlights. Read the whole article. I don't have time tonight. This is heavy duty. In the last few months, the alleged discovery of extraterrestrial mummies in our country has been publicized through an irresponsible organized disinformation campaign. Testimonies and published images on this case allow to assert that these findings correspond undoubtedly to pre-Columbian human remains. And maliciously, these mummies have been manipulated and even mutilated to obtain an ad hoc appearance for commercial exploitation. Moreover, the, the exclusion of the entire related archaeological contexts. Is absolutely contrary to the scientific investigation of this kind of cultural finds. I mean, right there, I'm not going to read the rest. I'm just going to read the finally here and, mm. and, and then we'll go from yeah. there. Finally, and this is, this is huge. Finally, the criminal abuse of corpses for petty ends. And they're talking to Gaia. They're talking about Musan. Not the 20 million people are not seeing this, Angel. Finally, the criminal abuse of corpses for petty ends violates human dignity in a profound way. Thus, exploitation of pre-Columbian mummies carried out by this organization attacks and particularly offends the Andran culture, implying that its achievements were due to an alleged alien aid. We offer our best offices to collaborate with the authorities to demonstrate our statements in the corresponding instances. We also offer to participate in activities that would defend our patrimony and help educate the public about our ancestors and their legacy. There you go. That's out of Lima, July 10. Now, Mm -hmm. you're not going to find that on the front page of Gaia. Nope. You're not going to find that even in the comments section because they're probably deleting them. Yep, twenty million plus. This is crazy, Angel. What do you think about this
2: statement? None. <laughs> what I think? It, it makes perfect sense that uh, they would say this and put this out there because, uh, look, this is a problem, and the guy isn't the first one. I think they've done something like this, and hopefully, this leads to some arrests, uh, some people are going down for this. Uh, now, the other guy brings up a, a very interesting piece to this puzzle. Uh, when he talked about uh, the company that actually makes the molds uh, for what you know they might be using for these things, um, that's uh, an avenue that they could track. You know, the company that sold the molds to these folks—that's um, a smoking gun, right there. It is. It really is. I mean, <laughs> how, how does Jimmy Church
1: still go with this story? It, if he's not in fact yeah. with these folks.
2: I mean, it uh, has look, to be. They're all. In I've got with no issue those.
1: with. Keep in mind, I have no issue with church being in bed with Gaia. Just be honest about it. Yeah, you know, why do why, why do we want to be sure? Why do we want to be conned? If you're mm. a person in the UFO community, how many times have you been conned? Why are these people trying to do this now? Well, money.
2: It's My money. Look, it, it, it's money, but it, also you got to look at you know. But this it's shady. It's a disgusting thing they're doing. They're taking a human corpse and, and disfiguring it for their own monetary you know, purpose.
1: Great point.
2: I mean, this is I mean, I mean we'll just the thought of what they're doing. Problem
1: now. So now they're in trouble. We don't know where this is going now. Th- there could be arrests.
2: No, there I mean, has to be. A guy I mean, this, like Musang, this is against the law. He could this
1: a, doing this be doing time over Yeah. Yeah. This is heavy. So we're going to keep up to date on this. And all you guys who jumped. So here we go. I mean. In fact, this is a great time to do this. Let's bring up Barra. You know, here's Barra on Jimmy Church uh, just, what, two months ago, Uh telling everybody how much fun contact in the desert is and what great people Guy are and how we're a bunch of haters and we should just shut up and uh, stop making a fuss about the. And believe
2: everything they're saying because look at them. They look so honest and, yeah. Right.
1: But then he decides to do a 180 and say, no, 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 no. I don't believe in this mummy stuff. In fact, I have some interesting news. So let's go bring that clip up. It's about four minutes. Take a sip of your coffee and listen to this, kids. It's uh, about
2: to go down. Here we go. Hi, uh,
3: Mike Barry here with just a quick update on the Gaia alien mummy discovery in Peru. Um, my first video was fairly popular on the subject. I had a lot of comments from people, some of whom felt like I uh, there's a cat right over there. Um, some of whom felt like I didn't really deal with facts and I should wait for all the facts to come in and the truth is um, I always want to do that but like I said I have some very very significant concerns about the intelligence and integrity of a lot of the people involved in this investigation Um, the only one who I think is actually really smart is uh, Jay Widener and Jay does have a habit of getting too excited about stuff that's all I've said about him I don't mean to criticize Jay everybody else though I think it's pretty questionable what their motives and uh, capabilities are the so-called scientific team continues to be a bunch of foreigners nobody really knows they don't have solid reputations in the West they're not well known in the English-speaking world and um, a number of new things you know have come out in the last um, in the last couple of days. They've released a couple of updates in the last few weeks talking about the examination of what they're now calling Maria, this mummy Maria, and also discussing um, the fact that there is now a uh, discovery from the same tomb, supposedly, of several more bodies. Now these bodies are completely different. They're these little looking things. Uh, They're about, you know, two or three feet long. They look like dolls. In fact, what they really look like, to me, anyway, is they look like uh, they look like ET toys from the ET film from 1983. In fact, the head looks like exactly like ET's head. Um, you know, supposedly they've been X-rayed. Supposedly they have skeletons. Um, they were real living creatures. They have the same three three fingers that the other um, the other so-called mummy had, and they're also coated in the same. Um, White powder. Now there's been some interesting developments on the white powder, what some people are calling, I think legitimately, the paper mache coating. It turns out, according to the tests that were done, that it is a uh, diatomaceous earth coating, which is a substance which is uh, used commercially for various um, types of uh, applications uh, as an absorbent to absorb water which would be a good thing for you to put your mummy in. Uh, Also for water filtration, it it filters, it's used for water filtration for creating water filters to filter out chemicals and things out of your water. And also used as a filler and a thickener for, you guessed it, I'm gonna tell ya, paint. In other words, it's white paint. In fact, it's probably spray paint. So what they basically found is that the white coating on top of the Maria mummy, is actually paint. You can you can say it's oh diatomaceous earth. You can say all these other things about it. The bottom line is it's paint. It's a it's a product. It's a chemical that's used in paint. It's used to actually apply paint onto I don't know um, an alien mummy you got from Alien Mummies R Us, and. Um, That, to me, is a gigantic red flag. The other gigantic red flag that's come out is that uh, it now appears there's a single source for these so-called mummies. Supposedly, there's some tomb somewhere that he discovered, only himself, only he discovered, in Peru. And he's the only one that knows about it. And he won't take anybody there to see the tomb. Now, what does that tell you? That tells you, should tell you, it tells me, that... Um, He doesn't want anybody examining the area. And he says it's because, oh, well, somebody might steal from me, it's my discovery, blah, blah, blah. Apparently this is a guy who's supposedly um, spends a lot of time discovering tombs in Peru, and I don't know how many alien bodies... He's previously brought forth but once again we have a situation where this is a huge red flag if you cannot go to the site and do a true archaeological investigation with real archaeologists who could probably tell you in about 30 seconds to three minutes whether or not this was a legitimate site or whether these things had been buried there whether they were fakes um, the fact that they don't want to do that the fact that he doesn't want to do that whoever this guy is is again another gigantic red flag so we got two red flags immediately coming up in the new update video number one he won't take anybody to the site that's a big problem now maybe they'll go to the site later on i don't know but right now he won't take anybody to the, to the site and that to me means the site's not prepared for people to look at which means he probably hasn't finished burying enough fake bodies there number two the white substance that everybody's been questioning on the alien mummy body is in fact paint so to me these things pretty much it at this point as being a legitimate discovery however we will have to sit and wait Gaia may yet come up with some other evidence that these things are legitimate I don't know I'd say at this point however my compass is leaning about 90% to it's a fake that's all I gotta say
1: Okay, uh, there you have it. Maybe we misjudged Barra. Maybe he's had a change of heart. This is what I'm talking about, Angel. This is how crazy things are right now. It's kind of like circa 1994 or something. In 95 when the krill papers came out. or you know. uh, I don't know. But you know what? Maybe he's got an axe to grind about this particular component. But I'll tell you this much. He made some good points. It's funny. I have a big can of that stuff in my garage right now, that diamatrous earth. Uh, I used to use it on my dog for fleas. And you can use it on plants to get the bugs to leave them alone because they're actually little tiny shards of glass. So how bizarre. But yeah, there's Mike Barra for you, telling telling, uh, it as he thinks it to be. And isn't it obvious? I mean how stupid do you have to be that the one of the biggest fakers in the business in ufology to date – I mean he might set the record with most frauds uh, connected to a researcher. Uh, can you think of a researcher, an A-lister that's attached to the, this many frauds, Angel? No, no, no. I'm a takes the cake. Right. So let's say he's winning the award for that. So a guy picks up the story and runs with it anyway – and I guess to them, they said, hey, look, this is doing great. Let's keep pouring money into this. Now I'm going to talk about my fake news in a second here because it relates to this. Uh, and they said, let's run with this. We're doing great. Somebody said that they hadn't gotten as many hits as I said. Some uh, The research that I've seen, they're getting even more. They're closer to $35 million. Uh So we're talking about major dinero. Kind of like when we talk about how it costs $450 to go to one of these conferences with these phonies, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you do the math, and you find out, hey, these guys made 200k just with people coming in the door without buying my, French fries.
2: My question is what would make uh, Mike Barrow do a turnaround like this? Because do uh, you think maybe he really hurt something? Uh, some of us uh, griping at him or – do you think that maybe they just didn't want to pay him what he asked for? I mean, cuz let's be honest, well, there's think... a money take with these guys. So, uh what do you think happened caused this uh sudden you know, sudden burst of uh, reality in I can only go by the data.
1: I can only practice what I preach Angel, and what I'm saying is by saying that is that Richard Dolan came forward and wrote what he wrote last week about the SSP about these campfire stories from these gentlemen, and he spoke about Prashago, he spoke about Randy Kramer, um, a.k.a. Captain Randy Kramer. And he spoke, of course, mostly about Corey Good and the Blue Avians, which you can find at BlueAvians.com. Uh, so why did he do it? Why did he cross the line and decide to say, no, this is wrong? These people don't deserve to be at the symposium. I think Mufan's going down the wrong path. They're just playing a money take. Uh, and what, what happens? Dolan goes on coast to coast the night after the symposium to discuss some of this stuff. And here's George Knapp and he's a nice guy. You know, I've, I've met him a few times at conferences and, and I'm sure he's, he, you know, he's done some great research, no doubt, great stories. He's a journalist. He's an investigative right. journalist, successful yeah. one, but here he is on coast. I've never really liked him much on coast. You know, he, he likes to be more of a DJ, uh, which I think is kind of cheesy. We'll be like, that was Rod Stewart from 1987 with hot legs, you know? And I'm like, Oh God, really? But I try to listen to him cause I can't listen to George Norrie because of religious reasons. Anyway, uh, nap didn't get it. I mean, Dolan didn't push it, but Knapp was like, well, I heard they had uh a, a better turnout than any of the other years. And he's like, uh, yeah, they did, but there were reasons why they had that. And they're kind of conflicting with their moral compass. And he's like, well, uh, you know, those numbers don't lie. I mean, like he just wasn't getting it. He understood that there were some people there. That were charlatans. He did get that, but he didn't disagree with Jan Harson of MUFON. Uh, he agreed with them that these people should have a platform, and he kind of played the party line there. And it's like, no, they should. <laughs> no. And Dolan didn't press it, and I get it. Okay? I mean, what are you going to do at this point? You just have to take the data, put it away in your hard drive, and go, okay, that's where you stand on it. I gotcha. It's entertainment. I gotcha. You have to be on seven days a week doing this stuff. You got to churn out new stories. Gotcha. Okay. But don't pretend you're neutral. Don't pretend you're impartial. Don't pretend you're a magazine review show like this one that you're not corporately controlled, that you just don't operate for your sponsors. Because that's what you do. And that's okay. But be honest about it. Be honest about it. And. Tonight, you're going to see where people slip up, and they tell you they're entertainers by accident, and sometimes it just slips out. Sometimes the truth just slips out. It's like a a killer in being uh, questioned inside a police precinct, and after a while, sometimes they just crack. They just crack, and here it comes. It just floods out or it slips out, and I think tonight you're going to see some of that. Fake news. Fake news. Do we have a fake news? Ah, ah. That's good enough. Big news alert. No? Oh. Big news alert is that... Yeah. Perfect. Dr. Stephen Greer, not involved, again, not involved with the Nazca Mummy story. Someone, this idiot, whoever this person is, decided to take the audio... From Greer talking about his silly little puppet alien that he did in the Sirius movie a number of years ago, if you remember. This was like, remember this angel? It was like a little tiny one. Yep. It was like a little, like a lit. it was kind of cute. You know what I mean? It was, it it was looked, very
2: cuddly, yeah.
1: Very cuddly. Like if I, I would, I, like if, uh, you know when they put out the sport model testers? Remember that? Yep. Okay. Uh, the Bob Lazar sport model testers made a, a model kit. If they had put out the little, little mummy that, Greer uh, made. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Oh, uh, in a heartbeat, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yep, uh, I'm with you. Someone gave me an alien skull once as a gift, and I don't, I don't know where I lost it in my travels, but it was absolutely beautiful. And uh, I sure, I, I, I probably could have sent that to Jaime Musan, and he would have ran with it.
2: Oh yeah, but, I would have been like, this skull right here. It's very very interesting because it speaks to you and to me and he's telling me the aliens are coming. I'm telling you right now there's a very interesting skull right here.
1: <laughs> yes. And you can see the streaming event for nineteen ninety five this Saturday. Yes. Um, okay. So the fake news is that some idiot took the audio from Greer talking about that and put it to pictures of the Nasca. So people got the, and then put a title like you know Greer talks about Nazca and his involvement or something. So if you're just listening offhand, like I do all day while I'm multitasking, it really did sound like Greer was explaining all the medical testing that was going on and all these uh heavy-duty people involved with analyzing this thing. Of course, he was talking about his little alien. Thank you. Someone is is giving me what this was called. It was the Adamaka. Atta Maca Alien. I totally forgot. And I don't remember where he claimed he found it. I heard it was in like a, uh, one of those little freak show places in Seattle. Did you ever see that place on the pier? Uh, doesn't matter. Um, nope. So that, that's the fake news. Don't fall for it. Dr. Greer's off the hook with this one. In fact, uh, I don't think he's probably a big fan of Hami I mean, Musan. I'm just taking a guess though. I don't know that. Okay. We're going to move. Right along here like a freight train. And I want to talk about MUFON real quick. And uh, This will probably take us to our first break tonight. This is heavy duty, guys. This is why we're talking about this. This is what you're not going to hear on the mainstream radio shows. Because they're not happy about it. James Clarkson decides with regret he must leave MUFON completely. And uh, if you don't know who he is... He is the, well, he's the former Washington State MUFON director. Keep in mind, Washington State's right down the road from me. It's about a mile. Uh, you take a mile. You hang a right here. You take a mile, uh, Angel. You cross the mighty Columbia River right into Vancouver, Washington. Don't know if you knew that. And what A-lister, he's not an A-lister. Well, he kind of is. What A-lister chat room currently lives in Vancouver, Washington. Uh uh Stan Fleeman? Eh Canadian. Oh Oh, that's right. Anyone in the chat room? I'm gonna give you a couple seconds here. Hang on. Do 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 Greer Ah. Lives in like South North Carolina or something. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody. Okay, Andy B. Alex Andy B. Andy B. lives in Vancouver. That was my that was my next guest right there. Andrew Bashago lives Bassage. in Vancouver. Oh. Wow. I mean, we could have lunch. Seriously, it's like when Mister E used to live so close to me and kept trying to have coffee with me. Remember that? Oh yeah, Whew. remember those days. Shout wow. out to Mister E. Shout outs. Uh, R.I.P. Mister E. Okay, James Clarkson. With regret, why I must leave, leave move on completely. Read this article. Where are you going to read it? JamesClarksonUFO.com. Okay. Put it in the chat room for Lou. Okay. With regret, I'm going to read you a couple of highlights here. But the reason that – the big reason that – and this gets weirder by the moment here. I thought it was possibly over the Corey Goods situation, and I think that was part of it. But there was an interview that Jan Harzen did – uh, with Kevin Randall recently, and this really, uh, I guess, some information came forward. Um, given the situation that I'm addressing, where I live is extremely relevant to my decision to quit MUFON. I live in Olympia in Thurston County in Washington State. Olympia is 19 miles from Yelm, Washington, the location of the world headquarters of the cult leader Jay-Z Knight, a.k.a. Ramtha. Jay-Z Knight? Really? Oh my god, would you join a call with a leader called like a, Jay-Z
2: Knight? He sounds like a rapper. It's like, Jay-Z Knight. Jay-Z Knight in the house. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. But, but, the cap?
1: Ramtha. It even works with that too. Yo, what up, Ramtha?
2: Chicken, chicken, Ramtha.
1: The location of the world headquarters of the cult leader, Jay-Z, Nike, Ramtha, was arguably the richest and most powerful member of the MUFON inner circle. Yeah, boy. I am painfully aware of all the negative consequences that may arise from the influence of those in the MUFON inner circle. I did not know Jay-Z Knight's role in MUFON until after I heard the Kevin Randall interview of Jan Harzen. Not long after I resigned as a MUFON state director, given the power and influence of Jay-Z Knight, and not knowing how much influence she truly has in MUFON, I may be taking a risk by daring to voice a concern about her inner circle status. At the same time, I will not have my reputation in this field compromised by Affiliating with a rich and powerful cult leader who is now a member of the inner circle at Mufon. Wow. So I don't know anything about Jay-Z Knight, but now I want to. Um, he said a lot of goodbyes to people like Chase Klosky, friends of ours. Um, I think yep. he scrolls down here. One One thing I wanted to read here is I think I am not a lot different than other state directors who devoted hundreds of hours to running – on the CMS hamster wheel, who spend their own money and time and effort to promote MUFON to the public. One of the criticisms I have of MUFON is that if you are not a Jaime Musan or a Stephen Greer or someone with money to donate, then you are just one of the cogs in the machine. Well, welcome to the rest of the world, but I hear you. yeah. yeah, yeah. Do your job until you wear out. Wow, it sounds like Yahoo, and then you're replaced. Even state agencies, as bureaucratic as they are, will give you a certificate and a pin for longevity. So you didn't get nothing. I get it. I didn't get nothing. Well, I got a backpack once. Um, Stocks underwater. Forget it. That's cool. Okay. Backpack? I didn't get that. Yeah, I still have it. It's got a little Y on. Yeah. Nice. Um, This is is crazy stuff. But keep in mind, MUFON is so sucking right now. Let's just – Let's just reflect upon this for a second. How do you blow Mufon? Well, here we go. Oh yeah, somebody just told me that, uh, Jay-Z Knight's on Snootalk's label. So there you go. And there Makes you sense. go.
2: Okay.
1: Good nice. life. <laughs> All right. That was funny. Okay. Uh, let's, let's go down the list here. Mufon first has a guy come out, the state director of Pennsylvania last month. Uh, with racist comments about black people, extremely racist. They're slow to fire him. At first, they don't fire him and release a statement that they don't have any interest or influence on what people do in their private lives. Then do a 180, fire him after plenty of A-listers, voice their concerns, and threaten to quit. Number two. The MUFON Symposium. Jan Harzen has decided to make a new initiative for the symposium, a case for the secret space program, and invites every fraud in the business to come speak. Every quote-unquote whistleblower from the secret space program – I feel silly saying it every time, the secret space program – and invites them to speak along with their – Most famous historical researchers in the field that deserve accolades. Also, taking slots from people that deserve to be there. Maybe even like a Chris J. Brown. Maybe Chris J. Brown deserved to speak. What
2: do you think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's better than Corey. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, him and his kid, I'm sure, could make a hell of a presentation and move on.
1: That's number two. Yeah. Number number three, (laughs) Jay-Z Knight. Is a part of the inner circle. A part of the inner circle. And we're going to hear more about the inner circle from Corey tonight, by the way.
2: Does he have yeah. Beyonce night with him?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know anything uh-huh. about this Jay-Z night. But I'm yeah, going to trust me.
2: Are they part of the Rockefeller night scoop? Is is I don't
1: know. Next Thursday, you will know plenty about Jay-Z night. I will have an update for everyone. Do not fear. But this is terrible. It really is, folks. This is a organization that we knew was having trouble. I mean, keep in mind, this was an organization at one time that my show, Euphanaut Radio, was on their front page at one point. Did you know that, Angel? I did not know that. Not a lot of people knew that. Tim had no. set that up for me or Yeah, I believe it was Tim. I'll give him credit. Who cares? Um
2: and Shout outs to Tim.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Tim. Happy birthday, by the way. Tim at UFO T V. Yeah, he's killing it on Amazon Prime right now, by yes. the way. Stuff oh, yeah. Is everywhere. Do you see any uh, gripes from uh, Jay Randolph over here about that? Absolutely not. Good for mm-hmm. him. See, that's the thing, is that these folks over at Gaia and Church and these folks, what angers me about the most is that they're trying to smear the alternative uh, radio folks, which are us and – which are folks like Project Avalon, and which are folks
2: like uh, even Camelot. Uh, Let me make a correction here because we're the alternative to the alternative because they consider themselves to be alternative. That's right. We're we're alternative to their alternative, so there's a lot of alternative stuff going on. That's how complex it is. It's very alternative. Okay, speaking
1: of which, if you haven't seen Megyn Kelly uh, interview Alex Jones yet, uh, because I can't stand Alex Jones. I really can't, and I've said it for years, and I know some people love him. And we part ways on that one, brother, because not only is he the most obnoxious guy I've ever listened to on radio, but he is bad on every level for humanity in my opinion. Uh, this guy is just as bad as a Gaia guy is trying to do it in a peaceful happy-go-lucky way and a new age way, and this guy's coming full face at you like a Texas uh, ranger with a shotgun so but anyway, if you haven't seen that interview. For Megyn Kelly to stare at him and say, you know, Sandy Hook, really? You know, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him squirm. And, and and squirm he does. So check it out. It's all over YouTube. I'm a little late to the game on it, but wow, I'm I'm enjoying it.
2: You know, let me let me um ask you a question there, Jesse. The, especially concerning the uh, Sandy Hook situation, because I mean that's a, a terrible tragedy, no matter how you look at it. But mm-hmm. did you see the the video of some of the parents and at some of the conferences? Not conferences, sorry, that some of the um uh the interviews they were doing post uh, Sandy Hook. And some of the parents were like laughing and giggling before they went on camera, and then when they went on camera, they were like crying hysterically like it was, you know uh like you would expect them to be, but before the camera started rolling on them, they were like laughing and like if they were and some of them uh, actually were actors um so according to uh some folks who uh, had seen them at different uh, you know different things and different scenes uh with uh you know different crime scenes and whatnot and uh I mean have you seen any of these videos at all or or have you I've seen all, all of them? Oh, I want to say I've seen all of
1: it. I've seen, well, we need to talk about Sandy Hook, which is probably the most infamous one. Mm-hmm. I've seen numerous interviews with Wolfgang, uh, Halzer, who is the premier guy. Uh, he's a school superintendent, safety organizer guy. He's in charge of safety for kids' schools and he is sort of has spearheaded the conspiracy efforts on every front uh, since since this began, since that conspiracy started, he is the premier guy. So if you want to know what's going on with anything related to that, he's the guy. So I've listened to plenty of him. I've seen him testify uh, in some of his legal actions at, in Sandy Hook to try to get certain
2: things released. Um, so I feel like I'm pretty well informed. But what do you think of that particular uh, family that that uh, came out on interviews and they were giggling and uh, whatnot before they actually got on camera? What do you think of uh, – I mean, uh, there's there's definitely uh, something shady going on with the whole Sandy Hook situation. But what is it?
1: The, 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 the problem – my first problem with it, I guess, and this is a huge show in itself, so we might have to make a Sandy Hook show, and I think that's the yeah. best way. I can either reach out to Wolfgang or whatever if we want to do a guest or I'll just – Uses clips as usual, but I honestly, again, to, for people to say this is some sort of psyop slash, uh, you know, uh, government uh, psyop or fa- fake uh, action, and to me, it just doesn't make any sense because what did you accomplish by it? You didn't get any guns taken away. There's guns. There's more guns everywhere. You didn't get assault rifles t- taken away. I just went to my friend's house. He has an arsenal
2: that looks like something at a PlayStation. Yeah, but you've got to admit, though, at least you know, with things like this that triggers uh, the, the conversation of, does there need to be a ban on assault rifles? Does there need to be tightened you know, laws on law. But nothing happened. Guns?
1: Obama well, wasn't no- able to do shit.
2: Oh, yeah, but that's because Obama was uh, kind of stuck without a Congress that followed his lead on that.
1: That's right, he- the anti is powerful. So what did exactly. it
2: accomplish? It-
1: So you're telling me... No, no, I
2: understand that, but you're you're looking at it in the short term. In the short term, it accomplished nothing, but in the long-term narrative, you put a lot of these events together, one day it will trigger something that somebody will say, you know what? All these events, we light them all up, and look, we have to do something. And that's, I think, what they're trying to do. They're they're leading breadcrumbs. No, not really, because when you say something like Sandy Hook, everybody remembers Sandy Hook immediately. And what happens is that these are breadcrumbs they are leaving behind. So when something big happens, they can say, you see, I told you about the guns. Nobody will listen. Sandy Hook, the guy with but the that uh, you know, and, and, and look all these people that are committing crimes, we got to get the guns out. That's it.
1: Okay, Angel. So, again, I'll go back to my question that I would ask of Wolfgang if he was here, and I'll look for the answer. I'm sure it's been asked. Probably. What is the point? If that's the point, that it's some sort of revisionist history gig – where they're going to try to keep painting things differently so that you have a change of heart subconsciously down the road, I guess I can you know at least understand what you're you're saying that that's your conspiracy. No, so it's far, ha- it, 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 it happens. shows Literally. the people laughing. I can show you ten different pictures of somebody and yeah, different just, you, you, you facial gotta, you gotta, you uh, constructs, it, you constructs huh? and you're going to think they're a different. Oh, that guy's a bad guy. Oh, he's a nice guy. Oh, he's angry. Oh no, he's a silly guy. You know. The media paints things and edits things very trickily. Italy. I understand that, but you got to admit that. that there has
2: been a complete conversation uh, arisen because of Sandy Hook and, uh, and especially with the left talking about how you know guns need to be controlled. And, I mean, this conversation it should not even be you know discussed, but yet you know this is something that is talked about heavily because of events like that. So I mean, like I said, it's not one single event going to cause them to change a law, but when you start stringing up events and you start stringing them up over a course of a decade or two, it just that's doesn't make sense.
1: Angel really. Do you honestly believe, uh, I don't, I'm asking you, you honestly believe they faked Adam Lanza, they faked the death of his mom, they faked no, the no, no, death no, no, no. of, hold on, it, they faked the death of, anything, hold on, bro. let me ask the fucking question. Go ahead. You asked me, I'm asking you, they faked the death of what? How many kids died? 20 plus? Okay. okay
2: they faked, okay, so, how many fucking things
1: do you think they were able to pull off and fake okay. it? Like,
2: but they're not understanding what, what's going on here. Nobody said they faked anything. They're using stuff that happens as propaganda and blowing things out of proportion and making things a lot worse than they probably were to give a narrative of a problem that is really not the problem. Adam Lanza, it's not, it guns are not the problem. Adam Lanza was crazy. His mom. You know, was the person was, it was. You know, that let him have access to guns, and he is a person who had mental issues. This is not a gun issue. This is a mental issue case. But, but the problem is the narrative in the news is, oh, Adam Lanza had guns, and the whole narrative is guns, 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 guns. So what happens is they put this narrative together. Slowly, they leave breadcrumbs with guns are the problems. Guns are the problems. You have this issue again with a kid uh, who committed the uh, the, uh, the crime with the uh, Batman movie a few years ago. That also was a, a crazy. The, uh, Dark Knight, um, I followed
1: it well. It was a fascinating case. Right, but here's what the, happened. This is
2: this is not a, a thing that has to do with guns. It's a thing with a crazy person with a mental illness, and that is the narrative. Now, what happened is they made it all about he had guns and guns and guns and guns. So again, they're leaving breadcrumbs, and I'm not saying it means anything now. But ten years down the road, twenty years down the road, where yes, these I things don't. keep happening, they could say, you know what, we've been you know waiting for twenty years, we've been talking about this. It's been a problem, and look all the issues that have been caused. And it, it's really more media than anything else that it's really proper guys or or let's see what uh, using this as propaganda to kind of like you know give us that narrative towards removing guns from society Good. now I hope they do it, now, here's the thing. Now, I'm not saying that some of the stuff is not real or is real or is hoaxed or it's not hoaxed. I'm not saying Sandy Hooks was a hoax. Like I said earlier, Sandy Hooks is a terrible tragedy. Now, I do see video of parents laughing before they're going to go on camera, and I wonder, well, why is that? What's going on with these parents? They're giggling like little schoolgirls. Some girls of this evidence before. is
1: so fucking stupid, like, oh, why? how are they eating pizza? The cops were eating pizza. How could you eat pizza and see stuff like that? Little kids blown away and stuff like that. I mean, just really stupid evidence. That's what I've okay. seen. I've seen a lot of things like, like people playing with Photoshop. I've seen a lot of people just making totally false statements and I see a lot of people getting hurt. So I'm not buying that one. I want to move on because I don't want to waste a lot of time on that. We got a lot to get to. Okay. So let's do this. Let's take our first break. Okay. We're going to come back and I want to get into the Corey Good, uh, response to all his critics, which was released two days ago, I believe. It might have been yesterday. Either way, in the past 48 hours, Corey Good finally released a two hour interview. I don't think you need to listen to all two hours. Don't want to keep listening to this show because we will give you what I think because I had to listen to the whole damn thing, but shit. It is it, – it's a, it's a real tell, and it really tells us a lot of information on what's going on inside this guy's head and how far we are away from each other, uh, speaking for the uh, UFO community on this end. So with that being said, don't go anywhere, and of course your calls are welcome in the next hour. Go ahead. If something strikes your fancy, you know how to reach us. If you don't, Angel will let you know when we come back. UFO Not Radio – On a Thursday night, where else would you want to be the angel of ufology on PSN Radio Networks? Don't go anywhere. seven three 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 seven four that's nine five four nine seven three thirty three seventy four or visit keyinformation.com look
3: up in and more
1: supermanhomepage.com Greetings My name is Spud Goodman and I am in fact a talk show host but the Spud Goodman Show is more than just a talk show. Spud and his temporary co-host Gerald. It's temporary permanent co-host. Super. Interview celebrities, welcome live musical guests, present fascinating feature segments, and take calls from an assortment of unique callers. Should I laugh now? And you can catch the Spud Goodman Show Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on PSN Radio. That is messed up, y'all. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free ufo store catalog theufostore.com the largest selection of ufo products on the internet imagine
2: no longer being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go Talkstream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. What a show so far. Uh, in case you missed it, we've covered a lot of ground already, but we have plenty more to go. So fasten your seatbelt. We're just getting started here. By the way, Sean Martin, uh, via our friends over at the UFOWatchdog.com. That's UFOWatchdog.com, has been a fugitive now for getting that stinger ready. For
2: uh, uh, hold on. Give, give me a second. You got awesome. off. I got to
1: get nice. better at that. Nice. Go
2: ahead, 38
1: guys. days. 38 days. 10 hours. Woohoo! Yeah. Five seconds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good luck, kids. All right. Hey, look.
1: I think I was right. I have to – I'm not taking credit or anything like this. I'm just telling you, I think that Sean had this plan for a while. You I think Mark. he's he, crawling he, in those tunnels that, like, in Mexico and stuff. That's, that's what I'm saying is that Sean is a savvy, worldly traveler. He is probably in some Indiana Jones movie right now. So, wow. I have to say, it's pretty exciting, and I'm really interested to see what happens. So that's the... Hey.
2: He's so, living the dream, bro. He's living the outdoor dream. I don't know if he's living the dream, but <laughs>
1: man, you remember that kid who kept stealing airplanes and was just flying around the world? Yeah. That's I mean and robbing people and stuff. I mean, that kid Eddie became like a little kind of Kip Kinkle hero at one point in a weird way. The kids. Remember that where you know, like people like yep. Kip Kinkle, which is ridiculous. He's one of the first uh uh school shooters. But this is what happens. People like the Menendez brothers, they get groupies, and then they get wives and creepy shit. It's it's bizarre. Kind of like a good segue to – I'm not going to waste any more time on Fife Symington. Rich says he's full of shit. I'll take his word for it. Um, Let's segue into Corey Good. Now, a lot of people are talking about this story obviously good is probably the most popular guy right now in the new Age community. He's a new guru of sorts. He is uh, definitely out there his stories regarding his experiences in time travel and his service in the secret space program for over 60 years by the way. Uh, of course he age regresses according to good multiple times so that he is still in his 40s, I believe. And a a number of other incredible claims over the past couple of years via David Wilcock's show, Cosmic Disclosure. A lot of people think Wilcock is the grandmaster behind good coming forward, and that's because he is. So I think that's kind of been proven at this point. So a lot of things flying around. Bill Ryan comes out, just to, just to recap here, via Dark Journalist, who is, I would say, a B player on the web as a very good journalist, up and coming guy who's doing YouTube videos and alike. He's getting some A list interviews with folks like Pharrell and Linda Howe and seems to have respect to people. Uh, takes offense, obviously, to some of the SSP claims because he had been in charge of a conference where they were doing real research as to a secret space program. Hence the problem. These two are going to run into each other. One is doing admirable research and trying to uncover how our government is operating a secret space program. Not that it's called the secret space program, but that's just what we're calling it, the acronym, the SSP, because we don't know what it is because it's secret. So So the silly people on the other side of the feds just decided to call it secret space program. Which is pretty weird. I mean, does anyone really think that that's what they call it? No. Probably called, they would probably just call it a space program, I guess. Oh, Why didn't they just come up with... It's called Covenant. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. Something cool. Covenant. It's called Covenant. No, it's their secret space program. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Uh, Dark journalists started making these videos. Uh, exposing what's really going on with Corey and the gang. And Gaia and alike. And it really started... A firestorm. Why? Because all of a sudden a beat player was making a stink and getting mm-hmm. eye, getting eyes, getting uh, eyes on his videos, getting Facebook hits, and he was putting himself out there. He said some other things that really rife, uh, rattled the feathers, uh, no pun intended, to the good camp. Some of the things I think are a little outlandish, and I've spoken about that regarding Satanism. Uh, there seems to be a lot of religious stuff being thrown around in general with regards to this story that I'm really not very partial to because I don't uh, – uh, if anyone wants to move forward in the future, according to me, uh, you don't want religion to play a part. With that being said, most of the people it seems involved with good are very proud of their Christianness, and we will hear more about that within – to make a longer story a little shorter as we keep going here, Dark Journalist had multiple videos removed uh, a few weeks ago because the Good Camp and their legal folks, which are probably pretty powerful at this point because they have money to spend. And Dark Journalist is a independent freelance journalist, investigative. Uh, he They were able to have, I believe, two videos removed of which Dark Journalists then posted them via Facebook, and people can still see them. If you have not seen these videos, you should watch them. He did an admirable job, and there is a part six that I believe is coming up. No, he does not ask me to push anything. hes uh, I've had a couple of Facebook conversations with the Dark Journalist. I don't conspire with the Dark Journalist, as you will hear from the good interview. Uh, there is a lot of paranoia going around. Fast forward a couple of weeks later, some of the Corey group decided, uh, and his uh, followers or his fans decided to post a video through a blind account. Now we don't know this is attached to good. I will I will back up here. We don't know this is attached to good or his followers. Someone made a blind YouTube account, and I got this information from uh, Bill Ryan because I didn't know who put it up, and there was apparently some surveillance of his home in Ecuador. And this was promoted quickly as a ha-ha through Laura Eisenhower, who posted it on Corey Good's page. I saw this because I follow it, and it was quickly taken down within a few hours, because I think someone realized in his camp that that was probably not a good thing to promote. Funny, but Bill doesn't think it's very funny. Excuse me. And behind the scenes, while I was speaking with him via email one day, let me know that one of the Corey's kids followers, whatever you want to call them, fans, one of their videos had a small still image that he was able to see, which was pulled from that surveillance, tying them. Both together. That's that's tangible proof. That's some of the things we're talking about. Doing research. Investigating. Being able to back up things. I.e. Dolan talking about campfire stories. Every single thing you will hear from the good camp. Cannot be analyzed. Okay. They create it that way. It's created that way for a reason. It's very smart. And it's very tried and true. The video is pulled down. The comments are pulled down. It's not talked about again. Next thing we hear is that Corey Good is doing a big conference coming up for the eclipse in the Mount Shasta area. And apparently some of his flock, his volunteers, which he's very proud to boast about, uh, are getting screwed and they're starting to jump ship and talk about him. And they are not in his quote unquote inner circle any longer. He starts outing people from that circle, and they start talking. One, a former, I believe he was a Marine, uh, comes out speaking about Corey and the gang and his thoughts about their commercialism, etc. Another, Yvonne Palermo, comes out. She seems like a very smart lady. She just did a uh, an interview about NASCA, by the way. <clears throat> See, that's the great thing, folks, is that you don't have to wait for one of these A-listers to give their opinion, okay? Mm -mm. You can do it yourself, and we will play it sometimes, as you've seen, with that incredible David Wilcock um, busted video. Exposed. Time traveler from the year 2072. Wow. I never knew. (laughs) Anyhow, well, his get, forehead looks like it's it from the future. Right. Yeah. Let's get to some of these clips. So what I'm, what I'm setting up here, and we're going to start with Corey clip number one. We'll just go through them and discuss them. Um, it's a two-hour interview. I just tried to pull what was important. And right off the bat, you're going to hear a clip that just goes, wow, because like I said, people slip. And this was not in the Gaia studios. This was uh, – Gaia doesn't have as much control as you think over good because he's slipping up left and right. And he talks about it. That's the thing is that these people – it's like church when he talks about his ufology being infiltrated. Yeah, by you. <laughs> by you. That's the, that's the irony. And if you just shut up and stay out of it, we probably wouldn't call you on it. So Pretty don't much. call a hater. But come on, man. Seriously. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Let's go through this. Uh, the person conducting the interview is one of the Corey's kids. And I know they get pissed about this. It's just easy to tell you. She works for Corey and she's a young, attractive lady. Her name's Teresa Yeranos and she runs a website or a YouTube page called Divine Frequency. She does a pretty good job of asking tough questions. So let's talk about the good first of the good interview. The good is, um, she does a pretty good job. The audio sucks as usual. I don't know why he, most Corey good interviews, he, he talks very low. So but it's amazing last time he was on church you couldn't even hear him, so she does a good job with the questions. she does a bad job of of trying to shield the fact that she's uh ultra groupy and you'll hear her as you listen to the interview let's run the first clip. pay attention, pay close attention. This is right off the bat what we're going to hear, and this is supposed to be a response to critics and a, a, a an announcement of a message of unity and love and light and light workers and all that jazz. Okay. Let's roll the clip. This would
4: be a good opportunity to ask you some questions. I know that you ago, came to me a couple ago, of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, so I would love to help you do that. I know mm-hmm. that uh, there's been some controversies, but we can go ahead and move forward through that together. And I can, right. You. right.
0: And uh, you know, I've spoken, you know, to, I speak to David Wilcock almost every day, and one of the things that he told me when I first started to get into this, I guess, business, if you want to call it, is that you're going to be haters, you're going to be attacked, never, never, never respond, and that's how he has done, and it's worked great for him.
2: It's all about my
1: business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Maybe they're taking uh, some advice from uh, J.K. You know, know? I don't know. But I'm telling you, right off the bat, the first two minutes, he slips up and tells you that he's in the business. This is the ambassador to the Blue Avians, really. And he's getting in the UFO New Age business, talking business with Wilcox every day. Wilcox.
2: A lot of people call Wilcox. It's Wilcox. I have another name, but I don't want to say it on air right
1: now. Uh, the point is, is that, <laughs> wow. Talk about putting your foot in your mouth right off the Completely. bat saying, this That's guy talks to me like... daily, okay? He is grooming me daily, and while he does that, he also advises me not to pay attention to any of these people because it will fuck up your story. Okay, so right off the bat, you're like, wow, okay, this is, this should be good. Uh, anyway, well, now we know why David Wilcock has been absolutely silent regarding any of the negative claims or anything negative or getting in the way of the story of Corey Good. It's because that's the way it's supposed to go. That's the way the tried and true method of pivoting and having a story go south, that's the way to handle it. And David Wilcock obviously is an expert uh, since he's a time traveler from the year 2072. Yes, with
2: a Okay,
1: let's, let's go through. We're gonna go through these fast and furious. So, clip two, go for it.
2: All right, clip two, and uh wish I had a little bit more time to prepare. I was doing something else, but uh, what are you doing? Playing Coleco Vision? Yeah, pretty much. Now I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but here we go.
4: In terms of an argument that an attorney oh. might make, that word, let's look at it that way. You could say, look, this person here, whose case we are trying. There is every financial motivation for them to solve their financial problems on behalf of their family and children by taking advantage of an opportunity to go on television to be paid reasonably good money for that and to keep that going for as long as possible by any means possible because which bloody American doesn't feel themselves that they have a duty to provide for their family? We can't criticize that. Here's the motivation for somebody to take advantage of this opportunity that has been presented to them and just pick that bull Uh, pick up that ball and run with it as fast as they can because they're getting paid. What is your response?
0: Well, my response is that I do have a family that I have to feed that if my request to remain anonymous would have uh, been honored that none of you would even see me today. I would be still working in the IT industry and supporting my family. Well, Uh, at the time I was having some major difficulties. i would gotten hurt on the job. Uh, when I first started, I had to have uh, bilateral bicep and rotator cut surgery. I had to have surgery on a nerve here because uh, I was putting a server, an 80 pound server into a server r- rack by myself, which you're not supposed to do. And uh, as I was trying to leverage it up, it started to fall and I went to catch it and it jacked me up really bad. So. Yes, I was having some financial issues during that time period because Workman's Comp pays, in Texas anyway, pays, like, very menstrual, you know. And it was was really a a rough time. Now, as far as all of this money I'm supposedly making, uh, uh, because of contract reasons, I can't discuss all of the details, but I make most of my money through blueavians.com. Uh, it's the affiliate program. Uh, anyone that signs up through BlueAvians.com, I get a dollar a month for them. And people will come in, they will binge watch a month or two and then drop their uh, memberships. But some of them will stay in on long term. So that's anywhere between 2400 and like I think the most it ever was was like 3600 one month. And then boom, it dropped right after. Other than that, I just get hundred. I can't say specifically, but hundreds of dollars per episode that I do. And a lot of that money ends up going for expenses from me having to go all the way up to, to Gaia. They pay for some, but a lot they don't. Okay. That money I use, yes, to support my family. This house that we moved into prior, the house we moved in before was a house we could really afford, around $1,700 a month. Um, some unpleasantness happened at that location. And uh, some people reached out and very generously paid for us a year in this house. And this house is uh, $2,500 a month. After the first year, it was a two-year lease. We didn't realize that was signed. Um, After the the year, we were responsible for paying.
4: In terms of an argument that an attorney might make in court, let's look at it that way. way. You could say, look, this person here whose case uh, we are trying, Uh, there is every financial motivation for them to to solve their financial... Go.
1: Yeah. Okay, so what are we learning from this clip? Again, hmm. why would you Why would you do this video? Um, he was jacked up really hard because he dropped a server on his shoulder. Okay? Right. This is the ambassador to the blue avians who uh, traveled the universe. Okay, right. He was on workers' compensation, which really sucked, so he's having trouble paying his bills. This right. is the ambassador to the blue people and traveling the universe. And keep in mind, he's not trying to say, hey – This happened a really long time ago, and I'm talking to you about it, but my life has changed. Um, And, you know, I'm John Lear, and I'm begging for change to buy an air conditioner. No, he's not doing that. He's saying that he's still having contact with these people all the time in his backyard. They're picking them up, they're taking them to Antarctica, they're taking them to the
2: moon, blah, 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 blah. I mean, come on. Really? This is silly. This Hold on. Still- they, can, they, they can travel space and time and get over here to have, you know, to have a, a a couple laughs with Corey here, but they can't help him up with a couple bucks. Yes. Uh, these aliens can manifest some money for the guy to help him out with his bills. I yeah. mean, you're telling me they can't do that for you, Corey? What good friends these aliens are. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't, put them, couldn't put them on a the payroll? No. Okay. They're aliens. They can manifest some money. Come on, Corey. Or just
1: travel back in time and grab some. You know? Uh, like that Looper movie, which I liked. Remember that? That's a That's a good movie. Let's see if you can get that that second clip to play for us. Keep going. You sure? Because
2: there's like four minutes left on this clip. No, no, no. Let's move on. Well, let me see see if I can get the other one to play. Maybe you just sent it to me. uh, Give me a second on that one so I can find it here. But we don't have a second, so you can continue talking, and I'll tell you when I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again,
1: this is just a very silly answer. (laughs) When he starts breaking down his finances and you're just like, oh, my God, this is so bizarre that he's okay with this answer. And he's talking about how little he makes from all this bullshit. (laughs) That's the thing. It's like he's making money off of nothing, of a fraud story. That everyone knows is bullshit, including Gaia. Come on, they're telling you, hey, look, you know, we put it out there and kind of cross our fingers. Let you decide, you know. And I used to lay on that too when I was in corporate media. I'd be like, well, I don't, I don't get involved. I just, you know, I put forth the information, and you know, like you said, I'll have
2: Michael Horn on, and I'll just roll my eyes and be like, wow, that's really interesting. Okay, they missed a a question, Jesse. I'm almost ready here, by the way, with uh, the clip. That'd be great. uh... I'm almost ready. Almost, not yet, but almost. Uh, but here's a, here's a question for you. Um, he he cited some pretty interesting numbers here. Sometimes it's two thousand, sometimes it's thirty five hundred a month, whatever. I mean, that's still pretty good money when you when you're yeah. getting a dollar, you know, that's $3,500 yeah. a month. That's not that's you can live off of that in most Thank places. You. Now yeah, here's who, the kicker. Who, who. How many? Hold on, here's the kicker. How many months have been seven, eight, ten thousand he's getting a month? Pretty sure those will happen also. And, uh, and this is just one avenue of revenue. Hold well, on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is
1: that uh, so now he's doing a conference. Let's do the numbers here. Okay, he's got 500 people going to Shasta already. Right. 500 at what? 300, 350 bucks a pop? Do the math. Yep. All right, the guy's um, almost making 200k, 200K going to the door.
2: All right, I'm wrong with the file you sent me, so I'm going to reconvert it. That's just don't have All right, go to four, please.
1: Okay, okay well, 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 well. Well, I'm going to reconvert it. I'll tell you what I'm ready for. So you have you have just want to jump into four
2: now? Yeah. All right, let's jump into four now. We'll come back to that file. Jump into four. Anyway, play that testimony
4: available across multiple platforms, be it through a comic book or a TV show right. or touring the world and sharing that testimony. Right. And,
0: and in the process, I've gathered a lot of volunteers that are talented and, and well-placed in the industry. And, um, you know, these people want to work for disclosure. They want to bring this information out. So we're trying to form a situation to where they don't have to work For these other places, they can, they can work on this full time, Mm -hmm. be paid and be able to support their families, but still working for the cause full time. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of criticism going out about, you know, us commercializing disclosure, but you know, the way things have been done the last 70 years haven't worked. You know, just talking to people who have nuts and bolts information, it hasn't gotten us anywhere. You know, it's, it's a very important part of the overall message that we need to get to the overall public. So, you know, information like what I'm delivering isn't hurting the secret space program narrative. It's assisting it. It's bringing more interest to it. And that's not only bringing more interest to my story, but to other people's work, the nuts and bolts people that feel like they're being ignored right now. Uh, it's it's bringing more uh, uh, energy and attention to, to their work as well. So this is something that we should all be working together on to try to get the wider public interested in this subject as well as making them realize, hey, you know, there are technologies out there that could change my life and then demand it. That's the only way it's going to come out. Yeah.
1: So there you go. Um, Yeah. yeah, He's bringing attention to the secret space program. He's not changing the narrative. He's adding to it to bring attention, which is really helping. No, it's not, Corey. No, it's not. And here's why. Because they're looking at that story. They're laughing their pants off and then they're throwing it in the garbage. Don't you get it? I think he does get it. And that'll be something I'll get to uh, hopefully at the end of the show here, because we got to figure this out. I mean, look, this
2: is he doesn't seem like a stupid guy at all. So he knows. Actually, is, I, I think it's the opposite. I think he, he does come off kind of like a dumbass. When he says stuff like the nuts and bolts guys, uh, these guys are, you know, over there, and they're, they're not getting any credit. First of all, whoever is working the nuts and bolts of any kind of space program uh, are doing it uh, with the knowledge that this is a black budget project, and they they have to have their lips sealed because they're working for a black budget organization. So I'm pretty sure these nuts and bolts guys are getting paid handsomely to do whatever it is they're doing. They don't want anybody talking about this, Corey, because that's why it's called a black budget secret program. So you talking about it, it's not helping. It's not, oh, because you know, this is, you're not helping in any way, shape or form. What Corey's saying
1: saying is he's helping, for instance, uh, a guy like Dark Journalist, who is actually, with Richard Dolan and people like that, trying to research a real SSP that might be going on behind NASA. Outside of NASA. And we all know that that is probably true. And Dolan has proved that, and Pharrell and others have proven this. Linda Howe's been involved. Um, there has been... Yeah, but it's, it, it's
2: not helping any of these guys because of the simple fact that he's spreading lies. Well, that's what I'm
1: saying is that the eyes are gonna go to Corey, and that's the end of it. People, sane, rational people will look at this and say, that's garbage. And then they will throw the entire, they'll throw the baby out with the bathwater. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that hence is the problem. This is the entire epicenter of the issue, which is that he is smearing the entire subject because he's getting so much attention. And when you get those kind of eyes, you only have sometimes a, a couple of minutes to make an impression. And if that's the impression that we're coming and here's our representative, not only is he the representative ambassador to the blue avian people, but also to ufology, that's that's not what we want. And thank goodness uh, MUFON was smart enough to put him on the bill there to make sure that everybody knows. That he's representing MUFON and he's representing the UFO community and he's being supported by, uh, major radio players and major other, uh, video cable organizations. So yeah, he's, he's basically smearing the entire entity. Okay. Let's, let's keep going. All right. Clip five. Yeah. Go for it. Here we go. We
0: have talked about is that. All of the Vanguard, the older people in the ufology are, they've pretty much done almost everything they can do. You know, uh, they're, they're only reaching people, you know, 35 to, you know, 80 years old. They're, they're, they're not interesting to the younger generation. So the younger generation is not getting this information as readily. So what you have to do, I mean, the younger generation is an entertaining generation. Older generation just, just show me the information. You know, I'll just look at the information. That's all I need. Younger generation, you know, we've got short attention spans. You got to get the information to them in an entertaining way. So yes, we've decided that millennials need to be inspired and empowered to work in this industry. And from everything that I've seen, all of the uh, older people that have been in it for a while are very happy to see people like you and Jordan and the younger people coming in with enthusiasm. Yeah. So I, I, I really don't get the criticism.
1: Get the criticism. Here's the criticism. Number one, he just put down everyone in ufology that's a researcher. So if you're listening yep. and you're an actual researcher, you should be pissed. You should not want to be on the same bill as the guy who said that there is no more that you can do. You should be pissed that he has decided that he is the answer, the new way. And that is very sad. That's a bummer. So take that clip and digest it. He doesn't understand. It just, like I said, I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I'm trying to point out how far away we are from each other. I think we are in different universes. I think he might live with blue avians. Okay, keep going.
4: How did that make you feel though when that, that started it to come out about you being criticized for being in the public eye by the same people that outed you like how did that it, well those
0: people they're, they're those people are such a noisy they're just a noisy minority of the most of most of the people out there that are listening to this information so i i treated it that way you know david wilcock gave me the uh, advice to you know ignore it ignore it Uh, In 2015, there were these huge forum wars where uh, Bill Ryan's first attempt to come out, and um, I think his ex-wife told me he's obsessed with you and he's going to destroy you if it's the last thing he does or something like that. Um, That was like two years ago. So, um, yeah, there was that big 2015 attempt to discredit me and bring me down, and uh, this is just the latest one. And and every single person that has uh, attacked me just about every single one of them have a membership on Project Avalon. We could do a nice little chart. Uh, any of the others are people that Project Avalon members have gaslit to uh, get upset and jump on the bandwagon. It all, all roads lead back to Bill Ryan and Project Avalon, which he's been using as a group to gain stock me for some time. But especially over the last month or so, Helm um, and the dark Journalists and a few others have coordinated. It's a huge coordinated attack. Uh, they try to say it's not coordinated. It's an organic movement to, for truth, you know. Right. But uh, uh, I've seen emails, all types of collusion going on about how they're going to assassinate my brand, how they're going to destroy any business uh, I have. Um, they were real triggered about the ancient aliens appearance. They said, uh, you know, some of these emails people were people talking about uh, they wanted, it, after people see him ancient aliens and they Google him, uh, you know, they want to put out information to where bad information pops up. Mm-hmm. So there, was, there were all these plans. And I, I was hearing a lot of this before Contact in the Desert. So that's why I was so paranoid. Yeah. I was incredibly paranoid at Contact in the Desert. I didn't know. And we had people that we thought were somewhat close to us, that were turning on us. So then it makes you a little leery of the people that you already have concerns
1: with. Well, there you go. Uh, (laughs) I mean, his brand, he's talking about his brand. He's worried about his brand, okay? All All roads lead back to Avalon. It's only people that are in Project Avalon that are coursing and making calculated efforts. Well, that's funny because two weeks ago, it was that we were... PSYOP, government agents. Before that, we were targeted, activated agents. And now we're just Project Avalon crazies with mental problems, by the way. He goes on to say that a lot of these people have mental problems. Not himself, but we do. Uh, dark journalist has no integrity. Bill Ryan's a crazy man. And he goes on to say some personal things, which talk about cheap shot. Uh, this is the guy. This is the guy representing our planet, guys. Just letting you know. Uh, doesn't, doesn't yeah. really strike a good chord with me at all. In fact, I have to say I've been Mm-mm. a member, a card carrying member of Avalon for what? A couple of months now? Not a very long time. Why did I join Avalon? I have no problem telling you why. I know maybe a few people via Avalon. I don't speak with them privately. I only post on the forum and I only read the forum. I look at the forum all the time. There is nobody in cahoots. There is nobody meeting on the side. People post information. And you know why I go there? I told you guys months ago why I started going there. Because Bill Ryan does a great job with his moderators of keeping out racism and other sexist, awful shit that you're going to find on Godlike Productions. And I couldn't handle that anymore. I used to go to the bathroom in the morning with my coffee. If this is TMI, tough shit. But I go to the bathroom with my iPad, and I put on Godlike Productions and go through the headlines, and it was full of racist crap.
2: So I Hold joined on. Avalon. I have a question. Yeah. You go to the bathroom in the morning, and you're in the, you're in the bathroom. I assume you're sitting down, taking care of business. Yeah, sometimes. And you're drinking, you're drinking coffee at the same time? Sometimes. That's just bizarre. I know. It's an East Coast thing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh Starbucks th-
1: kind of guy. I joined Avalon. I haven't seen I'd be the first one to tell you. I really would. I don't have a reason to lie. Does Corey? Absolutely. So now oh, he's yeah. making it look like there's this terrorist faction that has been attacking him with baseless claims. Where's the where's his proof? He's heard through some people. Well, where's the emails that he speaks of? Why doesn't he post them? Why doesn't he post about the attacks that were supposed to be taking place at Contact in the Desert? I can tell you that most of the people on Avalon not only would never go to Contact in the Desert, but they probably can't afford it. They wouldn't waste $700 going to Contact in the Desert. Well, you'd probably have to pay about 2000 after
2: you're done with everything.
1: Oh, Airfare, yeah. hotel, car, blah, 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 food, right?
2: The all shop, to get All that money to get lied to. That's great.
1: But it's just so crazy. So this is, again, this is the representative to the universe for us. And he's saying petty garbage that you would hear from a guy in a bar. From a guy in a bar. Let's keep going. I'm saving you guys a lot of time here.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I, it, these deep attacks that are rooted, that all go back really to, to Bill Ryan and Avalon, um, you yeah, know, the, the, that's an annoyance that I would like to see go away. But from what I hear, uh, he'll, he he's going to be cursing me in his dying breath. You know, he, he I'm told that he blames me f- also for uh, his marriage ending, you know, which uh, is was, was very unfortunate. I, it was during the time uh, that all of the unpleasantness was happening. Um, when I first came out, um, he was, uh, Christine was telling me, Uh, he's trying to trigger you he's trying to trigger you he's manipulating you he's trying to make you blow up and look bad in public Uh, he's obsessed with you you know and then it was weeks later you know she uh, contacts me and she's you know freaking out that she said she had to vacate the house because uh you know he he threatened to kill her because he was so triggered over all this so and she wasn't really I don't know what was going on, but she was trying to ground him and say, you know, Corey's not that bad or something like that. And that's when, you know, tripped out, you know, flipped out on her. And apparently it scared her so badly that the next time he went into town, she packed up and I guess took half the gold out of the, uh, safe, according to, uh, uh, Bill and, uh, left because she was scared. So, you know, there was a, uh, and, you know, for, for some reason, you know, I guess he was triggered because of me when that happened. That That's just what I've been told by some people from Avalon that have contacted me quietly is that, you know, he has a lot of animosity.
1: Yeah, cheap shot from hell here. Geez. I don't talk about Corey's personal life. I don't talk about his hair. I don't talk about silly things like that. That's petty. But this guy goes even lower. He's talking about Bill's Ryan's divorce. And he's saying... And he's the reason it happened. What an egomaniac. What a narcissist. What did he read? A page out of Dr. Stephen Greer? What is going on here? The world revolves around this guy in the bar. Yep. So I cannot him. believe that he, he wasn't smart enough to even think to himself, hey, I better watch what I say. But it, it makes perfect sense. Wilcock is probably cringing right now. He's probably cracking his knuckles, punching walls. I mean, how do you do this? How do you go out? This thing has already gotten over seventeen, 18,000 views, of course. Okay? And <laughs> he doesn't just stick to the facts. He doesn't play it cool and just say, hey, you know what? Let's just do kind of a vanilla thing here. He goes low. Obviously, he has a lot of anger towards Ryan. Okay, I haven't seen one post on Avalon going below the belt on Corey. I've seen things questioning his computer experience as an IT person. The reason being is because he keeps claiming that he lost a six-figure income because of people outing him and that he has to do this now. So he can't do his old career where he was on disability because he dropped a server on himself. Well, I guess you probably weren't all that great at that. Just kidding. But still, the Mm. point being is that now he has to do this, Angel. So I guess he'll just do this because he has to. He's been pushed into it. He didn't want to. Yep. That's his narrative. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go on Cosmic Disclosure and become this guru and have all these new age hippie chicks coming at me going,
2: Uh, Tell us what to do. Disclose to us. Disclosure. Disclosure.
1: Okay. Next clip. I mean, that is uh, – can you believe that? When I heard that, that Christine Anderson ran to the safe and grabbed half the gold and said, Corey's a good guy. I have to get out of mm-hmm. here. Yeah, well, ask Christine Anderson what she thinks about that. I guarantee you she's going to have a different story. Uh, but ask her. I'm not going to guarantee I think she would have a different story. Next clip, please. It gets crazy.
4: Criticism about conduct. So the first uh, one is why don't you take a test to prove you're telling the truth? We'll break these down in a second. Your family threatened Bill Ryan, leave the more fantastical claims out of your testimony, and your testimony has no journalistic value. So the first one why don't you take a test to prove you're telling the truth, whether it be a polygraph or do a hypnotic regression?
0: Um, Well, as far as the hypnotic regression, um, the regressive work. Uh, could bring about a lot, bring out a lot of the information that uh, the Maya suppressed. Because um, when uh, um, I had a, a, a detached retina, and it took them three surgeries to get it back on, when I went in, uh, the uh, surgeon looked at my eye and he said, this is, he said, you're uh, retina is like a canned tomato," he said. "We can we can't hardly get it back together." He says, "It's uh, and other aspects of it. It looks like astronaut's eye. So, you know, uh, we, we you know they had to do three surgeries to get it attached again. And uh, the trauma of having needles stuck in my eye and all the things it it brought all of my memories from all three twenty and backs and uh, different things I was forced to take. Pardon, brought all those memories back, and there were a lot of extremely dark memories, and I was literally suicidal. It was really bad. And the Mayans came and they suppressed those memories, and I, they need to be kept suppressed. Now, as far as a, a lie detector test, when we, uh, we've we talked about doing it for the show and a couple things. That's something that we're kicking around. Um, you know, at someone like myself that has been put through so many different testing, uh, I can't even have... The doctor can't check my uh, blood pressure without it shooting through the roof. Um, when we were trying to figure out if I had PTSD uh, or some sort of uh, seizure disorder a long time ago, uh, I had to go into a sleep clinic to where they had electrodes on my head. And um, they were having problems uh, with getting good readings and all that because I had such a high anxiety, uh, like white coat syndrome, of being uh, you know, approached by people in white coats. Attaching things to me. So we'll have to do it in an environment where I'm, I am not triggered. That's something we've talked about. Now, it is everyone that has spent time with me throughout this last two years, they understand that I'm not lying. I am telling the truth as I know it, as I believe it to be. There have been, uh, they've done a lot of uh, reverse speech on me found nothing uh, that was deceptive. Um, re- recently, I can't remember her name, it's a, a really cool channel that does body language. Uh, she did, uh, uh, she had many people asking her, do body language on Corey Good? we want to know if he's telling the truth. She
1: uh, uh, <laughs> My goodness. minutes. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. This I mean, is my favorite.
2: I you know, we're <laughs> immunity here. you're losing it. This is hysterical, man. Go ahead. I know, but check this out. So here's a guy that that
1: has been exposed to endless amounts of technology. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean,
2: it's just insane to me. It starts with the pink eye. Then it moves its way the across. the task
1: retina. <laughs> I mean, look, if you lose your homework next time you got to go to school, kids, and you don't know what to say, go <laughs> All Corey, good. I mean, you come up with is, some shit for you. Yeah, this is just silly. It really is. And so, the guy who tours the universe, he spent time at the LOC, he spent time on Mars or wherever he's been. He's he's all over the place with the blue people outside the galaxy, right? And right.
2: Well, I don't know. He dropped that in there, like, yeah, the doctor said, yeah, they detach right now. It was like you know, astronauts high. Yeah, well,
1: here's the thing. After exploring the universe. The one thing that he's grabbing to, uh, to prove his story is reverse speech technology. Woohoo! The, yeah. Probably one of the silliest things ever. I mean, it's a great party trick. And I think it's kind of fun. I like listening to it sometimes. I remember back in the day, it was, uh, David Oates. Remember? David John Oates. He would come yeah. on and... You know, listen to Clinton or something, and behind he played in reverse, and the guy would like, I never lied to anybody, and he'd be playing in reverse and he'd be like, I'm gonna
2: kill, kill everyone.
1: Right. Yeah. So that, that's where Corey said, Look, everybody knows I'm telling the truth, even these reverse speech guys. <laughs> was not he get <getting sighs> Jeff Rents went over somebody? Jesus Christ. This is
2: crazy. This is Visagio so, all over again. This is like what happened with Visagio and me when I had the really conversation. He we was we like, "No, you can go ask uh, Purple Crow or whatever the guy's name was. White <laughs> Purple, Purple Thunder Crow. He'll tell you that I'm being honest. I'm the truth, man. Go ask Laura Eisenhower. She'll tell you, Bisaggio is the truth. I mean, I'm laughing because
1: how could you not laugh as a rational, sane individual? It's hysterical. And I'm laughing, but I'm angered, too. I spent like 20 years in this subject. I don't want... Or I am not owed anything for that time served, except to have the right, because that's what these people are trying to do. Take the right away from me to express my opinion about something that is so obviously false and it is ruining the reputation of the subject. I have the right to voice that, don't you think? I think so. That's all. I don't care what you do. I don't care about your personal life. I don't care whose blank you go home with. I don't care about any of that. I don't care if you're a Jesus freak. Just keep that shit away from me. Okay? Keep it out of this subject. And then he goes on to say the lie detector really wouldn't matter because if he failed it, people would say, aha. But if he passed it, people would say, nah, it wasn't a good test. So that's why he's decided to blow it off. Also, it could trigger things. We don't really know what could be triggered because Corey's capable of God knows what at this point because he says all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. He, he also says he gets picked up in his backyard all the time to go for rides. Okay.
2: Yep. He does say that. Yep. So
1: yeah. Uh, how about Jack Tremarco? Does anybody know who he is? Chat room. No. Jack. I know. I only know this because I watch too much fucking TV. Don't don't ever write fate or not in my chat room ever again, Jason. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Come on. Okay, there you go. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 roll another. Jack Tremarco. Yeah, that's where I was. Jack Tremarco is the lie detector expert for Doctor Phil. Okay. Every time they have some perv on that got on his daughter or some of these evil grandpa-like lechers and uh, other things. They just say, well, you know, there's the best way to prove it is to take the lie detector test. And lie detector tests are all over a lot of the reality shows, Steve Wilkos, and, of course, Maury is the big one that really brought that to light, where you could, you know, take a DNA test, uh, not a lie detector. But um, Jack Tremarco is, like, the well-respected uh, lie detector test guy to the stars, so to speak. He has the best track record. I promise you that if he passed with smoking flying colors with Jack Tremarco, I would, uh, I don't know what I would do. I would definitely, uh, have to think again about what the hell's going on inside this guy's head and that it's a lot more complicated than I think it is, which is just a, an elaborate story. Okay. Um, I don't think Corey will ever take a lie detector test. I think he will hold that at bay as long as he can, just like everyone else who's a whistleblower usually does. None of these people do the straight-up obvious thing to do, right? They have to do something totally bizarre. Reverse speech proved that I was real, Mm -hmm. and so did Bill Tompkins. He backed up everything I said, (laughs) and so did Blue Crayon, and so did – William White Crow. And so, I mean, it's just on and on. Someone like Bassagio has no defense because that guy's a lawyer. He knows that he'd go take a polygraph and they'd tell you within 10 minutes if you were lying through your teeth or not. Yep. But what would happen? I know what would happen. Not what he thinks. What would happen would be is that people would say, see, we knew you were lying. And he'd say, no, the test was fraudulent, fraudulent, uh, fraudulent. Uh, and also, uh, I was on uh, – Allergy medication that day, and, uh, this is what Stan Romanek did. I believe Stan Romanek pulled this crap. I, I have an anxiety mm-hmm. disorder, can't take a lie detector test, uh, you know, all kinds of crap like that. And that happens sometimes on Dr. Phil. The guy will say take the test. He goes in there and he makes up all kinds of excuses why he can't take it that day, etc. Right? This is what Corey is doing. His answer mm-hmm. is not even acceptable. I mean, that was acceptable 15 years ago, when Art Bell was just, you know, bringing reverse speech to light, and you're like, hey, maybe there's something to this. It's kind of interesting, you know. I mean, come on. Okay, next clip. we got to roll through this. So oh, let yeah. Let's
4: talk a little Here bit we... about the Linda Muldenhow uh, situation. Right. So um, after claiming that... She... So you came out during Contact in the Desert, you said that she was a name on the project, and then she... Right.
0: Well, what had happened is... Um, the night before up until like one we were doing the slides and uh we were talking about how linda moulton howe we were discussing with her writing the forward and she was very excited about partaking in it and um you know uh somehow it ended up on the slide linda moulton howe and uh, dr salah's name was left off and that, it was kind of embarrassing but that slide popped up but in the announcement and when the video comes out on the internet, people will see, I'm talking about people involved, not being authors. And I say, I see Linda Moulton's Howe on the slide and I'm, I'm surprised. And I said, Oh, and Linda bolton yeah. might be involved. Okay. That's what I said. And then they, people took photos of the slide and uh, sent them into the dark journalist. Okay. The dark journalist basically gaslit Linda Moulton Howell. He contacted her, said, these people are Satanists. Uh, They're saying that they're working with you. They say that you're writing a book. No, she's like, no, I'm not writing a book. Well, they're saying you're writing a book. You know, just totally manipulated and gaslit her. And uh, she's a strong Christian, kind of like I am. And when she saw all of the the, the video that he made calling... uh, Roger, a Satanist, she just had like a knee-jerk reaction and, and pulled out, and
1: didn't pull out in a very graceful way. So. Oh, okay, so Linda Howe, here's the quick and ditty on this clip. Uh, Linda Howe, I did see that, what he calls a slide, I thought it looked like a poster board, but basically it was announcing that she was involved in this book. This book that's supposed to convince everybody that Corey's legitimate, and here's why. And it's got uh, Bill Tompkins, which Dolan turned down as a ridiculous manuscript that was a waste of time, okay? Um, And then uh, Bob Wood, who has gone on the record as already admitting that he worked with Joe Firmage for the right price, and uh, he's open to doing that, okay? Uh, Knowledgeable guy, of course, but uh, I don't think that he's going to back up Corey Good's story unless he's making a huge chunk of change, and then, you know, who knows? So... There's the point there, but you know, does Howe have a reason to be pissed? Yeah, they advertised her name involved with their project. Why did they use her name? Because she's a fucking A-lister. She's an A-lister, so they used her name. Of course. And then subconsciously, you think she's involved with the project. She's a good Christian woman. He likes to put that out there. And then she was pissed as shit. Whose fault is it? Not theirs. Who put the slide up? We don't know. Guess whose fault it is? Dark Journalist's fault. It's dark journalist's fault. You see how he spins things? It's ridiculous. Look, here's the bottom line. Linda Malton Howe, where are you? You're an investigative journalist and you're an A-lister. Why aren't you coming out against these frauds? And I'll tell you why. It's a quick and easy answer. And I put pressure on dark journalist to talk to her. And he has told me he has tried a few times because he has a relationship. I don't. In fact, Linda Howe is one of the only people I've never interviewed. How do you like that? I've never requested to interview her. But I will tell you why she is not speaking out against good and company. is because she has her own show, I believe, on Gaia. And this is where the waters get muddy. So if you're an outsider looking in, the haters, the trolls, the people who don't matter, as Corey likes to put it, the jealousy most of us are jealous. I'm jealous of Corey. No, I'm not. I don't want to be Corey. I don't want to hang out with David Wolcock. I want to live in Colorado. I want to chill out with Gaia and come up with silly stories to fool the public time and time again. No, I don't want to do that. Linda Howe is different. This is a lady who has gone out in the field for years and years and years. And she has put more time than probably anybody in the field for investigating real claims pre-internet. Her work with cattle mutilation was historical. It was groundbreaking. It's still one of the scariest components and subsets of ufology, of real ufology, folks. Want to know why? Because you can get a tangible piece of evidence, and she found it time and time again. There are animals on our farms in this country that are obviously being taken and having surgical-like incisions and blood and organs removed from them, from their carcasses, and then returned. We don't know why. We still don't know why. And you know what? That's an amazing tale. And there's a lot more to it. And she's done a phenomenal job. But this is tough for her. Because finally, here's the money guys coming in, ready to put up the cash for good quality stuff. And she's like, well, here's the here's the bummer. you got to hang out next to these guys. And you got to you got to chum me up with these guys, with Corey Good and David Wilcock, and she's got a, a moral dilemma here, a financial moral dilemma. Now I don't know how moral of a dilemma it is for her at this point because she's been on Whitley Strieber's show doing his uh, show for a long time now that he took over for Bell Dreamland, which I used to listen to religiously on Sundays. Do you remember
2: that Angel? Uh, yeah. Both of us, he said. Listen, are you kidding me? That was like a religious experience.
1: It was every Sunday. I didn't want
2: to do anything oh, else. I just wanted coffee,
1: else. cigarettes, and Dreamland.
2: Yep, that's it. Okay, and I mean, we're, uh, we're not that far apart in age, so I mean, we share that experience. That's right. Yeah. that's right. You just act a lot
1: younger than me. That's all.
2: This, this, well, on occasions.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I I think I speak my theory. Uh, on the A-listers in general, I think across the board, they're having this problem. Carrie Cassidy spoke about this with Project Camelot. She said uh, that Gaia approached her and wanted her content, and they wanted to license her stuff, and they gave her a real shitty deal offer, and she turned it down. She didn't want it to be controlled. and uh, She's always crying poverty, and I believe her. I believe she's probably broke, but she didn't play ball. If that's the truth, which I have no reason to doubt her, really, to be honest with you, because she would have been a very good ambassador for Gaia, a good promoter, because she has a ton of viewers. She really does. She has a very large audience. You want to know why? she does. Because she does a lot of work.
2: Whether or not I find her annoying
1: or uh, whether or not her ego gets in the way or whatever issue you might have with Carrie, she does a lot of work. Okay? Uh, And... So she gets rewarded with viewers, not cash, and she turned out Gaia. Linda Howe is probably, she's number one, she's a very, very smart lady. Um, and she's classically trained in her skill, meaning investigative journalism from like Stanford or something. So this lady knows her stuff. She's been in the game a long time. Yeah. And yeah. it's time for her to get some payback. So I'm not putting her down at all. What I'm saying is I think this is the moral dilemma. Is Stanton Friedman going on the MUFON cruise with Kathleen Martin coming up? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Have I heard anything on the shows about people coming out against MUFON uh, outside of the fringe alternative-alternative underground radio about MUFON hosting Corey and the gang? Not so much. Not too many A-listers are willing to do it, and uh, you're not going to hear it on mainstream radio either. It's not good for business. It's not good for ticket sales. Hence, it's not good, but it's not good for ufology, and that's where we have an issue. Okay, uh, I think we discussed why Linda Howe was probably pretty upset, uh, and I also think we've kind of touched on why she was upset, made a quick statement about how she has nothing to do with the project, and that was the end of it. Now, we know that's not the end of it. We know she had plenty to say about this, and if I could talk to her in confidence, I'm sure she's got plenty to say about Corey Good and the gang because it's kind of like shitting on all the real investigative work that she does. A lot of research, as you know, because a lot of researchers listen to this program, is painstaking. It's boring. It can be tedious. It's long hours. It's driving. It's bad coffee. I mean, do you remember that Yahweh guy that's on the news oh, every yeah. couple of years? Yeah. I spent an afternoon with that it that crazy dude. I mean, this kind of stuff, and I've only got a taste of it over the years because I was kind of a part time guy when I was in uh, my twenties for going out and actually investigating. And I can tell you, it's not that romantic. It's romantic when it's fiction and blue people are picking you up in the backyard and you're going flying around the universe, uh, listening to Jimmy church. Okay. Next clip. Jimmy can No, he's not on this. How many people no.
4: were, do you know how many people were part of the 20 and back? And like when it started, how long it lasted and when, if it's still going on, like,
0: um, I'm told that, uh, most re that it, uh most it's still being used within the military but they're using a lot of cloning technology now uh, a lot more to where uh, they're using disposable human beings that they clone Uh they're starting to use that as a uh, a method now to have manpower because there're so many things that can go wrong with uh you know putting a person back in their life um, you know afterwards they can start uh, having the memories come back uh, weird behavior uh, can can occur, so and, and, and it's harder to keep the secret.
4: So there could be a gigantic cloning operation going on in Antarctica, and then shipping them off world. Yep. Sounds like a really good sci-fi movie. It does, doesn't
1: it? Let's make that. Yep. Huge cloning uh operation going on in Antarctica. And you're getting visuals. You're seeing these coma-like bodies, right, in some sort of icy cavern, mm-hmm. uh, being held by these wires, and they're sort of you
2: creepy,
1: know. right? It's creepy. Yeah. It sounds groovy. It sounds like mysterious and cool. No proof whatsoever. It just comes out of his mouth. The 20 and back. The uh, technology that he claims, which he was uh, was which was used on him three times, so that he served 20. And back, meaning he was put back in his body 20 years later at the same time he left so that nobody would notice this happened three times. He claims is not being used anymore. Well, isn't that convenient? Can't fact check it. Had the technology work. I nah, don't really know. There's lots of torsion fields. He throws that out there. That's like a Hoagland term. Torsion. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's an easy way of laying that one to rest, isn't it? It's just. Yeah, that's not trackable. We can't fact check it. Are we making fun of you because of that? Is that an attack, Angel? Is that nasty? What? I don't get it. Uh, no. A little nasty. What is nasty about that? <laughs> By saying, sir, you cannot prove what you just said. That is an irresponsible thing to say that there is a huge cloning operation going on in Antarctica. Right. That is an irresponsible thing to say. It is illegal in this country to go into a theater and start screaming, FIRE!
2: Correct. And this is the equivalent of that.
1: Thank you. Next clip. It is,
2: completely. Uh, There is no more clips, that's it. Oh my god, uh, we got through it. So I
1: just saved you guys two hours. Two hours. Keep in mind, I tried to cut out all the silliness of the, you know, having a schoolgirl, a mm-hmm. kind of, uh, uh, gal next to you. And I'm not trying to put her down. I think she asked some pretty good questions, as you can see, because I played the clips and he actually answered them. They were yeah. ridiculous yeah. answers. But nonetheless, she didn't just totally sandbag him like uh, Jimmy Church does. Where
2: he's no, like, but wow. I mean, if, if, you listen to, if you listen to this in its entirety, I mean, you, you definitely will come away. Any rational person, anyway. Would come away understanding that he's full of shit. Yeah,
1: and that's I mean, where they're, that's it. That's the bottom line here: is that uh, if it was just something that was esoteric, and it was some sort of Jonathan Reed or some other sort of even Stan Romanek, who was you right. know again he was starting to get the documentaries and the books, and he was starting to get too big, in my opinion, right. to Larry mm-hmm. King, mostly, uh, where he's starting to make us all look stupid and silly. Right. Yep. Um, This is what's going on with Corey. And if he doesn't get it, maybe by listening to this program, because obviously he brings up dark journalists, He brings up Bill Ryan as the evil geniuses behind, uh, you know, there's stuff that we didn't get to tonight because we're out of time. But this is a guy who claims he had multiple security uh, patrols with him, uh, multiple security officers with him throughout the entire event at contact because he thought people from Project Avalon were coming to get him and to sabotage the event and all this other crap. There is absolute where's the proof? He's crying about proof. And that's the irony. That's the hypocritical angle to the narcissism, which is you want us to prove what? What is there to prove there's no proof? Yes. Why would we need to prove this thing? <laughs> And you don't. You don't. But Please just look
2: don't. at us. We look like honest people. Please don't try faces. to label us
1: as just mean people who are jealous <laughs> with an axe to grind because you're making a dollar off of every Gaia subscription or whatever the hell you're making. I don't care. Hats off to you. But if it's screwing up ufology, I got an issue with it, and that's what it's doing. And that's what it's doing. And if you're an A-list oh, yeah. thing... Yep or you're an up-and-coming A-lister, I'm telling you, making a deal with the devil, going over to Gaia, and knowing that in a couple of years, Ufology's Comic-Con, that's all it is. You might as well just look at it as a bad sci-fi channel, because you are not going to get, MUFON will be totally, it's already infiltrated. It's obviously after what uh, James Clarkson's saying, God, we to a degree we don't even know now. Okay, I I mean, is Bashar on the uh, board of directors on the inner circle, too? You know, I mean, we point out things in this field that are disingenuous for a reason to try to keep it pure. We don't do it out of malice. And we sure as heck are not going to let a guy like Corey Good from the sphere being alliance who's been on the scene for, what, two years? Tell us as a community that we've all done it wrong. We haven't been able to make any headway in the past 70 years and that the only people who are interested in this subject are old people because we're not doing it right. They're not doing it right. Okay, That is disrespectful and it is narcissistic and to think that, that now we need to, to inject entertainment, cartoon, CGI actors, stories – bullshit into the narrative so that people digest it and that they'll be more inclined to watch it is a bummer because there goes the science, guys. There goes the bar. Just take the bar and throw it on the floor because that's where it is right now. We don't have a reason to ask a scientist or a Neil deGrasse Tyson, let's just use him as an example, to look at something and be like, look, I know you don't I know you don't like this stuff. I know you think it's hooey, right? But look at this. You know, Lou Brute brought brought uh, something to my attention tonight and it was it was pretty interesting. You know, that kind of thing. But when you lay that on them after they're hearing about the sphere being alliance and the NASCAR mummy because Guy is plastering it everywhere and all these other silly stories, and Jimmy Church's um mountain openings to secret chambers and alien bases at uh uh, the E ranch and all kinds of other silliness. That's what screws up the science. And that's what screws up the entire subject so that the scientific community, the university community and the public at large will eventually go back to thinking how silly this is. And we go nowhere. So I don't think Corey is the answer. What I think he is not only the problem, he may be the end. He may be the end of ufology for a number of years now. And, You know, I have to say a guy that I really respected a long time ago, James Fox, uh, who's a very famous UFO director. I know what I saw, if you remember. Uh, he did a, he did a, uh, TV show with history or one of these guys. And it was one of these silly UFO ones. And it was like a UFO hunters, but it was just god awful. It really was. It was like him and some gal. And it was like canned and shitty. And he was the first one to dump on it. And he said, man, it's going to take a while for me to get my credibility back. And that was the thing. He kind of made a deal with the devil. He said, hey, you know, they're paying. Not a lot of people opening their wallet in ufology, guys. Not a lot of people. The only people making money in ufology are who? People in the movie business. People Mm -hmm. in, as Corey said, the entertainment business. And guess who's in the business? Corey, by his own words. And... Who does he speak to every day? David Wilcock. So there you go. So this interview was very well done, in essence. And like I said, if you get past the, well, I don't know why these people would say such a (laughs) thing, you know, and you're going to hear a lot of that if you want to listen to the whole thing, or just listen to the cuts that I played for you there. And I took out some of the horrible things that he kept saying about Avalon on and on again. This is obviously uh, a major issue. And uh, a guy who's a guru to the New Age movement, you would think, would uh, not be spewing that left and right. With that being said, I think we got through it all tonight. What a round of news for this subject. Where it's going, I have no clue. I think I have a theory on good, and I, I want to talk about it next week. I can't squeeze it in right now. But we're talking about how many hours of researching, listening to people's opinions from all over the world. Even sometimes in Spanish, I'm able to translate to get their opinions about what they think about this and how they're affected personally and why they might think this is right or wrong. And I have a theory. I really do. And if you want to hear it, I'm going to talk about it next Thursday night. Um, I would also think that we may have sparked an interest in doing a Sandy Hook show, and uh, we'll talk about that. I doubt that's going to happen uh, for a while because there's too much going on at home here. right? What's going to happen with MUFON? Is Jan Harson going to get fired? Are people going to demand it? Well, it sure seems like people are jumping ship. Are people going to – does Corey actually think that most of the people at the MUFON symposium were happy he was there? I don't think so. I think it was a small minority. However, these questions and more will be answered as the show moves along in the months to come. Now, some of you have criticized me for keeping up with this story. Well, you know, you got to move on. You should focus on other things. And I say no. And I say no, and I'll tell you quickly why. Uh, if we let this story go, in another year down the road, another two years down the road, this machine is going to spin out of control. It already oh, yeah. is. It's of-
2: almost there. Yeah, it's almost there.
1: When you're getting the kind of eyes focused directly at Gaia, it's, it is a subject killer at this point. So if we don't do something about this, New Guard members, if we don't speak out, not from hatred, but from love of the subject and its core. And if you want to see what the MUFON values are, go ahead and listen to Jan Harson. We've played it here before. If they didn't do a 180, I don't know what's going on here. But basically we have to wrap it up. We're not going to let the story go. I don't care if the good people want to try to threaten us with lawsuits. This is a magazine review show, and it's an op-ed show. We are allowed to speak our minds, and we will never let somebody tell us that we don't matter. With that being said, this is Jesse Randolph. You've been listening to Youth and Radio. Thanks for everybody in the chat room. Thanks for the people overseas that always support us. Thanks to Angel for running the station, playing the clips, being a, being a co-host and a producer. And to everybody else out there, have a fantastic week. There's going to be plenty more stuff released this week. I'm sure this story isn't going anywhere. See you next week.